0: I'm sorry.
1: Week Episode 77. Everything you need to know for Odyssey Launch. It's Galactic Water Cooler, Friday, May 14th, 2021. I'm a little drunk. We're having some fun. I am Kai Zen. I will be the bartender. Uh welcome to our Polyam Belter fam. Oye, Boss Mang. Uh, How you doing? With us tonight. We have Roy Cookson. Say hello to everybody, Roy. Happy Friday, everyone. I think we've got a great show for you
2: today.
3: Yes,
1: yes. We
3: also have
1: Tweak74. Say hi to the
3: beautiful people. Hello, everybody. Coming to you from sunny Eden Prime this evening. Hell yes. Hope everybody's ready to have some fun.
1: Hell yes. When you say Eden Prime, I immediately, my Eve brain twitches, my, my reptilian Eve brain, and I'm like, oh, I think I need a, another one for that uh also with us tonight is commander baltmeister say hello hello how are you guys doing fantastic i hope everybody else is doing well as well um let's see here hold on one second i just got a message this is going to be a radio edit for uh, monohive Beep, Beep. uh yes join when you can uh wolf dragon just got home and he messaged he's like oh crap i just got home i'm about to get on the computer should i join you guys are mid-show i'm like fuck yeah come on in it's a party bro so all right uh radio unedit beep beep uh so all right we we've got a lot to to uh get to today so we're going to hop right to it right off the bat Let's start off with, everybody, you know, uh, an introduction of what we're drinking tonight. I have in my left hand, Jameson's, because it's smooth and tasty. And in my right hand, I've got Dragon's Milk, Bourbon Barrel, aged stout, 11% alcohol by volume. After the first dozen bottles, you don't even notice it. It is good stuff. I'm going to jump. I I, I I feel like I, I really want a good coffee uh recommendation right now so let's jump to tweaked what kind of coffee you drinking tonight brother (laughs) tonight i actually am trying something new
3: it is a white chocolate raspberry flavored coffee and the jury's still out but so far it's not so bad i'm not so sure if i love it yet though
1: that sounds like if you put that with like oh i don't know four or five shots of bailey's it would be very delicious (laughs) right on and malt what are you drinking tonight
4: um similar to your your good self there, Kai. I've got some beer in one hand and a, a bottle of Beaumont in the other hand. So
1: Hell yeah. Doing it right, doing it right. Scotsman in France doing it right. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. And uh my good
2: friend Roy, what are you drinking tonight, brother? Well I'm starting off this evening with some pina frizz. You were classy as all get out, bro. Pina Fres, nice. It's a f- it's a flavor of Lacroix sparkling water. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with that. I'll probably shift gears a little later in the show.
1: So our opening song tonight was "Mr. Blue Sky" by Electric Light Orchestra uh, originally, but it was covered by pomplamoose And our closing song is going to be "I Love You Just the Way You Are," a classic Billy Joel song, but covered by Scary Pockets with Theo Katzman for the win. We've gotten. All of our songs out, so let's do a shout out to Alan Shepard for being the first American in space back on May 5th, 1961, 60 years ago this month. Big salute to you, sir. That's a real hero right there. What's on tonight's show? Well, we've got news about Dargoid attacks, Odyssey launch news, some supposed leaks, nine new engineers that we're gonna name them, and the Crystal Forest will be saved for another several months.
2: All this and more? So stay tuned. If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash eliteweek and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash eliteweek. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash elite week
3: sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com. Our very
2: active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash Discord, where you can check out or contribute to community feedback, resources on turning the wheel, and real-time updates about Elite from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, feel free to follow at Elite Week 3306 for news and
4: information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space news.
3: We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC. So come and join in on the fun.
2: If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into.
3: We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show.
1: Hell yes. Wolf is joining us. Wolf, what are you drinking tonight, brother? I'm uh, continuing what I was drinking at the
5: sushi restaurant that the wife and I were at. I have Sapporo.
1: Nice, nice. You are boo des. Yes, I dig it. I dig it. Right on. All right. So let's start off right from the very top with an guest interview, Maltmeister, on behalf of Operation Warbucks. So Operation Warbucks is happening starting in just some a few hours, man. It's starting Saturday, May fifteenth at seventeen hundred UTC. But like, it's already Saturday. Morning in ye olde UTC Zulu time. So, like, it's gonna go on for 24 hours and it's starting in like, I don't know, like 15, 14 hours, something like that. Um, each streamer is doing like a three to four hour show. There's a fundraiser, it has two goals. The first is to get a new PC for Commander Orange Phoenix, much beloved Commander, uh, co founder of the SPVFA and photography director for SAG I. Uh, to access Odyssey and provide great content for all of us to enjoy. And uh, let's see. Um, in addition to that, the all of the other proceeds that are raised are going to go towards a mental health charity foundation in Scotland that uh, Maltmeister will tell us all about. The streamers will include Pixie Wifey, Rear Admiral Flaps, Dream Quasher, One WK Jez, Captain Mency, Maltmeister himself, Biker Flame, and more, uh, as well as a surprise streamer at uh, seven o'clock Zulu time. Um, we've got a PayPal link, as well as a link to the schedule of it. And Maltmeister is going to now take over and give us a couple minutes of information about the whole project.
4: Hello, hello. Thank you very much. Hi. Um great to be on your, on the show uh, with you guys. Um so yeah, as Kai was saying, we we have Operation warbucks Um I'm sure many of you in the community know uh, about Orange Phoenix. He is um very very friendly, very community oriented As as most Scots are, I, I find. <laughs> um and he is um been trying to play Odyssey recently in, in the Alpha and as as most people have found is is it's not optimized yet, but it's it's a bit of a struggle to, to play um, Odyssey. Um turns out though he's streaming on a laptop which is about 10 years old and it's it's just not going to be capable of running the game when it's released. Most of you also probably know that he runs SPVFA which is a magazine, which comes out monthly, and um, he does um, graphics, photos, art for the magazine, um, which he's not going to be able to do in Odyssey. So we are running Operation Warbucks to raise money to get him a PC. The plan is that once we hit our target, the rest of the money goes to trauma counseling line in Scotland, uh, as Kai mentioned and this is a mental health charity which basically you call them up they're they're available at all times and they they basically can counsel you and and help you in in your situation um i'm gonna post a link in the, in the chat so you guys can can read about um read about the trauma, trauma counseling line in scotland mm-hmm. um health in mind exactly op so Orange Phoenix has personal um, affiliation with them due to past circumstance. And so he has a very close connection with this charity mm. and is definitely one that is worth supporting.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. As you said, Orange Phoenix uh, is the photography editor for sag which comes out every month. And he is one of the founders and, and council sort of guys that runs the SPVFA put out content daily so yeah yeah good stuff
4: we really want to support him so that he can carry on doing this as as in current circumstance he won't be able to and in this and in my opinion this is not good somebody that gives so much to the community we feel it's only right that we give back to the guy that has given so much to us and yeah so to move on to the the stream starts at 5pm UTC um which uh is Going to start with Pixie Wifey. Mm. Uh, we will be having giveaways. I'll just go through so you guys know um, who's streaming and when. Uh, I will go through the list and and then you guys uh, can join. So at five p.m. UTC, it will be Pixie Wifey, who, if you don't know, is my real life wife, mm. um, and she is going to be doing a little bit of hide and seek. It's community involved. Anyone can come along and join in. There will be a giveaway for an HCS pack and a voice attack key. Uh, donated beautiful. By. Yeah, uh, this is a voice attack key of your, ch- uh, sorry, uh, HCS pack of your choice as well, I should say. So whatever one you like, you'll be able to choose.
1: There's only one um, to choose. That- you gotta choose, what's her name? Uh, f- the awesome scientist chick who worked for NASA on the Cassini program. There is, I, I'm blanking on her name right now. I want to say Elaine, but like, ew, I'm drunk. But like she, there's an awesome NASA, legit NASA Cassini scientist physicist that uh, her voice pack has very cool science facts thrown in, like a whole bunch of extra stuff. So you got to pick that one. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> it's not a problem. Um, next we have, we've had to have a change of streamers, um, so we'll have a good Scottish streamer next. Um, that's last minute edition. Uh, he will also be giving away an HCS pack and a voice attack. Beautiful. He will be doing some things which um, I believe is going to be Guardian related, but because we don't, uh, because it's late, I'm, we're not sure yet. Hmm. But he, he will be streaming from 7 pm UTC until 10 pm UTC. Nice. Yeah. Um, for those who, who, I won't mention him. I won't mention him. It'll be a surprise. Because <laughs> mm. most people don't know who that is due to the late late edition. And then we have our very own Rear Admiral Flaps. I, I'm sure most of you know. Um, he will be streaming from 10pm UTC until 2pm. I hope I'm getting these times right. <laughs> he's doing an extra long stream, it looks like, one, two, yeah, definitely, I thought that's four hours, he's definitely streaming for that long. And he'll be doing SRV Football, which you can all get involved in, uh, followed by Winged Thargoid Combat, who does not like a bit of that. Mm. And he will have a game giveaway, so how I believe this is going to work is, most people have Odyssey, so... We don't just want to give away odyssey so anybody whoever scores the most amount of goals will be uh able to win a game of their choice up to the value of odyssey on on steam store i believe but maybe maybe any store and if there's a draw it'll be a golden goal so that's how that's going to work so nice. please come along and get involved between 10 pm utc and 2am and then we'll have dream squasher I'll, I'll um he'll be two till five utc uh and this is one of the things which I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to want. We have one of our very own community members, Bethel Jude, who has done a, a painting mm. of a ship in Elite. I won't say which ship just now. Um, and that's up for grabs. It will get delivered to your door, wherever you are in the world. It's available uh, for you. So please come along, get involved in that. Join the join the giveaway and you could have a painting of a ship in elite so that's dream squasher from two till five and what he'll be doing is gank gank dream stream so i think it's happening happening in was it desiat i want to say mm. so everyone will be able to gank him and try and kill him then from five till eight utc we have boss lady with a little bit of wk Jazz as well doing some something i'm sure most you guys will know what he's doing but if you don't Come and join us. And that will be another Jude painting of a fleet carrier. So if you want that, please join in. Oh, definitely. The paintings are awesome. Honestly, you have to see them.
1: You know what? I'm drunk, and this probably isn't well thought out, but I'm just going to add in here. I absolutely absolutely and madly in love with boss lady b and wk Jez. they've done a bunch of appearances on the show they are both beautiful beautiful people so i'm just gonna last minute without checking it with anyone fuck up shit right off the bat and say we're gonna add an award for the highest donation for boss lady b and wk jazz co-stream whatever stream for for this event whoever donates the most during that time period can also if they want i'm sure they probably will be like who the hell are these guys why would i care but if they want they could also appear next week we're gonna have a special guests uh orange phoenix and admiral flaps to talk all about the pilots lounge but uh we're all the following week We do not yet. Uh, We have like three people, but we'll push them back a week. One of the people that we're going to guest and whoever donates the most for the Boss Lady B and WK Jazz Dream can, if they want, come and be a guest on uh, Elite Week and just hang out with us and get drunk and talk about the galaxy. Or if not, you can send in a like a video or a message or whatever and we'll play it so long as it's not like some weird racist shit like you can promote any squadron any player minor faction any discord any anything and we will do a huge promotion for you because it's raising money for a good cause so what the hell
4: what the hell indeed what the hell indeed yeah it's definitely a good cause um, so we yeah Boss Lady Jazz there will be they will be streaming and it will be a BL Jude painting of a carrier nice and I'll, I'll, spe- I'll speed up should I <laughs> uh, then we have Captain Metzi we have a race an asteroid race and um, yeah I know you're thinking asteroids don't go very fast we're, we're not racing the asteroids we're racing around the asteroids you know against each other <laughs> and then that will be an H- HCS pack and a voice attack key as well um, damn it I, sh- I forgot to link these guys i will add links to all the streamers after i've i've gone through the spreadsheet for all you guys that'll be easier um and then after Metsy who finishes at 11 am utc for 8 till 11 it's myself i'm doing cqc and then we're going to hunt a commander and try and kill him but we're only going to do it in haulers so if you guys want to get involved in that 12pm 12, 12 to 1pm UTC bring your haulers we're going to go to an asteroid field and try and kill a commander commander it will not be named until the stream starts and I will be doing a game giveaway a bit like as I said with um, Admiral Flaps uh, up to the value of Odyssey I, I will give away a game up to that price if you if you don't have Odyssey you can, you can obviously take Odyssey but I believe a lot of guys here have that Nice. Um, so, I, yeah, it should be awesome. Eh? Um, uh, after that, at 1pm, we have Biker Flame, and he will be doing multi wing combat Thargoid and Pirate, um, and he will be giving away a voice attack key. And he is going from 1pm until 4pm UTC, in which we we end again with Pixie Wifey, who starts the stream, and who had a big... Hand in actually organizing this, starting it up, and get bringing it all together. So she's going to start and finish. We have a surprise event at the end, but all I will say is bring something that you can jump distances with. We're going to have a race across the galaxy. I'm not going to say where we're starting or where we're ending for now. Actually, we're going to start at Jackson Lighthouse. I'm not going to give the end location away. And this is going to be amazing prizes on this last stream. Um, we have a Beetlejuice painting. This is one we've voted on and we all think is the is the best one of the lot and it is beautiful you'll want this painting when you see it on the stream please come along Um, we're also getting a signed right if we reach the target I should say we're getting a signed copy of an SPVFA magazine special edition there was only 40 of these ever printed orange phoenix is personally donating one of these it's his own copy he also owns another one which belongs to his father and he's going to personally sign this and and donate it to to whoever whoever wins the the giveaway and we also have another svpfa magazine of the current um the current issue We'll, we'll will be printed off and sent to whoever uh, wins the giveaway for that as well.
1: That's a beautiful thing. And Pixie
4: Wifey, it's awesome, yeah, it's really nice. And Pixie Wifey will be streaming from 4pm UTC until the race ends. And then we're going to have a photo shoot. Then we're going to have a photo shoot at the end. So everybody wants to come together for this photo shoot. And, we'll, you know, we'll take take some pictures, um, because that'll be good just to celebrate the event. And that's all the streamers. I will add those to to the chat in a minute for you guys to to have all the links if you if you want them. Hmm. And so, as I said, Pixie, if you put all this together, uh, I I just want to thank her for doing that. She's been awesome, Um she's got such a caring heart. Um, and her and her and Opie have this beautiful relationship which is and and because of this i'm going to start crying in a second i'm going to stop talking um so, <laughs> uh, no um it's yeah because of the heart that these two guys have for the community mm. this is why this event is basically i just want to make sure everyone knows it is utc time which is the elite game time so if you're unsure about time zone it starts at 5 p.m pixie Wi-Fi and it's on elite game time so it's very easy to do and um, very very simple
1: beautiful we will have yeah. a link in the show notes uh the paypal link that we linked last week we're going to actually use a different one this week because uh there's a link you can use that uh we're gonna have in the show notes that it will i mean both work the one from last week will still work but the one from this week will auto update on their little tracker jobby that they're whatever so i i am looking forward to seeing a huge success on this event um help orange phoenix uh help uh this uh mental health organization uh the frontier uh lead dangerous community is so well known for their sort of wonderful work for charities and 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 giving and just being very very generous and good people so I look forward to a massive success to this and it'll be really cool when somebody explains to the highest person that donated during the Boss Lady uh, stream that uh, Boss Lady and Jez are like, oh yeah, you also get to appear on Elite Week and then have them go like, oh, what the hell's an Elite Week? So that'll be fun to see. Uh, so yeah, man, that'll be super, super awesome. Links to everything will be in the show notes for sure. Check it out. Which takes us to... It's the Dark Wheel Update. The Dark Wheel Update. Nine puppies is at 71%. Uh, number two in the system is only at 8%. Three and four are around 8% and are in a war with each other, so they're locked. We're going to go ahead and just empty out number two while we keep everybody else down and take that uh, influence to expand the Dark Wheel aimed at lft 509 uh and if it doesn't hit lft 509 we have a secondary location that we're sort of aiming at we're going to put this to the test this week so we'll let you know we'll have some good news for you next week to say that we are pending expansion and then it's the 12 days ish depending on how server stability and delays for patches and patches and patches and patches happen uh we're gonna you know be uh seeing what happens with this wolf why don't you hop in and and take over and talk a little bit about the work that's been going on and some give some shout outs to some beautiful people who deserve it
5: yeah so aside from the uh as, as most of my, uh, BGS playing brethren are well aware, we had a late tick today, which, whenever that happens, that always causes a, uh, hopefully controlled amount of chaos. Some places more than others, but hey, we'll, we'll get through it, and hopefully the tick will go back to being what it's supposed to be tomorrow. Uh, we're doing awesome in Nine Puppets. Everybody's helping out, everybody's doing a great job, uh... And yeah, we're just going to beat the number two in the system, Ralu Independence, over the head with a shovel. And uh, that's how we're going to get our way up to that 75 plus and get moving on. For shout outs, let's see if I can do this without minimizing the desktop every time I talk. Ow, oh, we've got a couple newcomers. Uh, Double Pipe Classic has uh, joined the party. It's always good to see. Um, and we have started moving around some personnel and whatnot for some future plans for things coming later, more to talk about on that. Um, but yeah, it's been all kinds of fun and it's getting really exciting to see what's going to happen with 509.
1: Hell yes. So we'll let you know coming up as soon as it pops. All right. That takes us to our moment of David Braben. So every week what we do is we show you a little clip of David Braben talking from the past about Elite Dangerous, about the project, about what he sort of is hoping to do with it. And then we look at that through the eyes of where we're at now with the project and what we're hoping for, what has happened and that we've gotten what we haven't gotten yet, but that we're hoping for in the future. And, you know, we kind of discuss it, so here you go.
6: So we're catching up with uh, David here from Frontier Developments uh, at GDC. Uh, you know, fresh off of uh, unleashing Elite Dangerous on the world, making a couple of big announcements here at, at GDC. Uh, tell us a little bit for like the state of Elite Dangerous right now. I think it's in a great state. We
7: released a, the, a good game, and we're making it better and better. Uh, we released uh, community challenges back in February. And yesterday we um, released the Wings Beta, which is the um, co-op play where you see your other players' ships on the dashboard and things like that. And we've also announced today that the next update, which will also be free for PC, is called PowerPlay. Um, that will be coming, coming soon. And we're very excited about that. All that content will also be on Xbox. The other thing we've announced today um, with Microsoft, we announced that um, Elite Dangerous is coming to Xbox One this
6: calendar year. So we're extremely excited about that as well. well I, I gotta imagine that, I'd, like, it so, It's like to me, it sounds like a challenge to bring Elite Dangerous onto a platform like Xbox One, that's a little bit more locked down. Uh, has it been that? What, what? What? Has it been easy, or or what, has it been a challenge to bring it onto there? Um.
7: Yes, always doing something great is always a challenge. But having said that, you know, the great thing about Xbox is, or or any console, is the console that's in front of us is the same as the console that's in front of you. So... If we can have a great experience, then so can you. Whereas the PC is actually a bigger challenge because you've got all the different GPUs, all the different CPU setups, different memory sizes, different memory speed, different resolutions on the screen. You know, all of those things can mean that one PC has a different set of bottlenecks to another PC. All the audio solutions are different as well. You know, actually, very few PCs are alike. (laughs) You know, so that's a big challenge.
6: But but, one of the challenges, though, has to be like, because a, a hardcore elite player wants to sit there with the with the stick, perhaps even having Oculus on, wants to have that that sort of that simulation feeling. Obviously, you're a little bit more limited in terms of, of hardware options for for the Xbox players. You have to really make the game fit on controller and with with the, perhaps. Are you are you planning any Kinect functionality or? Sure. I mean, don't forget, we've supported console controllers from day one because actually they work very well
7: with the PC, and I play a lot on an Xbox controller. So I think that already works. We're happy with that. So that, that's less of an, an issue. And also, um, don't forget, we've we've done lots of other games, and we've, um, we were a launch title with Zoo Tycoon on Xbox One, and we've recently finished Stream Ride, which means we've got people with a lot of direct experience of Xbox One. Plus the fact it's the same engine, the same tools on Xbox One already for those two games. And so, it, it seems it's logical for us, you know, we've got people available now who've had a lot of direct
6: experience getting a game to work well on Xbox One. Are you, are you looking at any sort of cross-functionality with this game? Uh, I know they, Microsoft have been talking a lot about Xbox One and, and Windows 10. Sure, well, <coughs> the first thing is it's set in the same galaxy.
7: All the, all the events, the game won't be dumbed down at all, it'll be the full game. But, you know, we've been doing daily updates for our story with PC. Those will all come to Xbox as well. The same daily updates, the same changes to the galaxy. We will see if Xbox players are discovering star systems, the PC players will see those discoveries and vice versa. So I think it's extremely exciting.
6: Are, yeah, I, I got to ask as well. Are you are you looking into the Hololens that Microsoft talked a little bit about earlier? Is that something? Because that, it's something that I could I could see having an application in a game like Elite Dangerous.
7: Sure. I mean, one of the things we we um, designed the game to support head mounted displays anyway from the start, and very soon we added uh, Oculus Rift um, for popular demand, both inside our team and because people who'd seen it, the Alpha backers, wanted it. So we added it, and we, a lot of players played, nearly 10% of those Alpha backers played on Oculus Rift. The um, but the head-mounted displays all work in a very similar way. So obviously, as more come on the market, we will look at supporting them. And, you know, yeah. hollow Lens we will also look at.
6: And the same goes for Vive and then yeah. OS VR. and You know, it's, it seems like there's so many different VR solutions out there these days. Sure, in a few more weeks, there'll be more. <laughs> But
7: that's
6: good time. great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but you you touched on the sort of the the, the short uh, short term future of, of Elite. What what's the long term future? Uh, what what are you sort of your your long roadmap ahead?
7: Well, we I'm very excited. I've said uh, uh, over it for a long time. Very excited about some features that we will do down the road. You know, including things like landing on planets. Uh, walking around inside your spaceship, getting out of your spaceship, all of those things I think are very, very exciting. Um, And obviously those are in the long-term roadmap. And I think as we widen the audience, you know, we're bringing the game now to Mac, which we have here the first time we're showing it here at GDC, um, obviously to Xbox One as well. we got more and more players coming to the game. That actually helps us, it's sort of like a snowball effect. We can then do more with the game as well. You see more and more features. And as we bring over time, All these updates we've brought so far are free, and there will be more, but there will also be paid updates offering major new features, like some of the things I've just mentioned.
6: Yeah, and, and I, guess, I guess that's something of a, of a, uh, of a shift, a paradigm shift in, in consoles that they're actually allowing for this sort of approach, where you build out the game, where you iterate on it and, you know, it's something that we didn't really see last generation on either PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360.
7: Well, I think it's, it's great and one of the um, things that have enabled it is these consoles now have storage, you know, in terms of the way they work on, and online updates and all this sort of thing. And I think that's very, very good for us because it means we can do this. You know, the the previous generation, and not only were the machines less capable, but a lot of them didn't have very much local storage or hard drives, which we—that's what enables the sort of thing we're doing. So,
6: uh, can you tell us a little bit about how sort of Elite Dangerous has, has changed frontier developments and how the studio is set up today, and sort of where where you want to take the studio as a whole for? for Towards the future.
7: Well, it's quite funny. I mean that um, I've been a developer for a long, long time now, um, working with publishers. So this is the first big game we've published on our own ticket, and so we're all of those things that I might have privately criticised publishers for. We're now doing. You know, it's quite funny. But hopefully, we're doing them better. You know, it's, it's I, I'm 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 excited about what we're doing because it gives us a lot of freedom. You know, we we mentioned talking supporting Oculus Rift right at the start. That would be much harder with a publisher because we'd have to make a business case for it, and we'd have to say, you know, and ended up it would end up being pushed out into the future.
6: You don't see a lot of AAA uh, sort of publisher financed games on Oculus, for instance. For the for the reason
7: that I'm saying, I think they think, well, it's not released yet. It's a developer piece of kit. You know, it's quite hard to get working, which is true. But it's great, and that's the other side which people aren't seeing. I mean, the great thing is we're we're still independent, so we can do. What we like, as long as it's sensible, you know, the that's exciting. It's, it's great fun.
6: Uh, it, obviously, you are then part of that sort of forefront that have been sort of pushing for VR and helping VR get a, a larger audience by supporting it. So, wh- what what does that make you feel today when it's sort of like, it feels like now we're finally getting very close to that that sort of official big commercial launch of of, of these projects that have been kicking for a long time.
7: Yeah, I, I think um, this. Will be the sort of year VR starts to come of age. I mean, it's a. Um, although <coughs> you wouldn't know it, there still isn't a released VR headset yet. You know, um, Oculus is still a developer piece of kit. Um, people are starting to give dates though, and I think that you know some are being are saying they're this year, like Valve's one. Um, and I mean, that, that's exciting. That's great. You know, and, and to be honest, it to me it matters less which one wins but that they will be, they, they keep each other honest they, they make it better. you know to me I feel um, a lot of the current ones that could do with a bit more resolution. you know you can see the pixels quite a lot even in DK2 but that's not to say it's not great it's just a scope for it to get a lot better and
6: we can support it getting better. Have you tried the 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 Vive one? Because that, the resolution on that one is just crazy. Two screens with uh, 10, 19, 20, 1080.
7: I think with those things, it's all exciting, and as it gets better and better. And my my gut feel
6: is it needs to be around four K per eye. So you know where to where to aim for developers of, <laughs> of VR headsets then. Uh, but 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 I got to say for a game like Elite da- Dangerous. Sort of, it, it's not that distracting if there if there is one or two pixels in there that you sort of sp- I, I mean, it's so, it, It's worse in other in some other games. I mean, uh, I mean, I think Elite Dangerous is a game that lends itself very well to the technology already today. Absolutely. Well, we, also
7: we've we've had a lot of learning now because we've been supporting Oculus for a long time about um, you know how not to make people feel sick, all of that sort of thing. How to make it feel very natural. And you know the way the interfaces light up as you look at them feels really natural, and you just think, "Oh yes, that's how it always should be." You know, um, but we put a lot of thought into making it that way, and I think that's what's that's what's exciting. You know, with, I, I love working with new technology and how it makes the games better.
6: Very exciting time. So, uh, but, but you know, what, what would you say for 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 what, what does it mean now to have the product live to for for Frontier to sort of be live out there and sort of push the product along and what has it meant? It's, it's been great. It's
7: Obviously, it's also a great responsibility, you know, making sure people are happy with what we're doing. But it also enables us to make it better. You can see where things are saying, oh, we could have made that better, but we can. This is what the updates are doing, you know, community updates. We didn't think there was enough community type interactions in the game. Wings released yesterday, that, that's addressing things, making whole, whole elements of the game's game better. And the game is just getting better and better. So I think the ability to do that has been fantastic. That's been really great. And it changes the way we think about
1: things. All right. So there you go. You've got David Braben talking excitedly back in the day. Uh, and there's a couple things I want to note. First off, he talks about how it's easier to actually program and, and develop for the console. So maybe next time around... Uh, The console players can do the beta testing and the PC players can come in and and just get the, you know, sort of nice, clean, finished products. Uh, I'm sure there's some console guys who would be willing to uh, put in the effort to do that. Uh, In addition to that, we've got uh, the whole situation about, you know, uh, him talking about walking in ships, which made me excited, and him talking about how... You know, Elite is so amazing for what they can do with VR, how they can include VR in the work that they're doing that, you know, it's really hard to sort of justify that to a developer uh, or sorry, a, uh, uh, a publisher when you're the developer, but when you're the developer and the publisher, you can put in that vr support right off the top and how amazing it is that you can do things like that when you have the the uh power as both the developer and the publisher so we've got you know talk about walking in ships talk about developing for consoles and talk about vr let's see what everybody's opinions are what do you guys think let's start with roy
2: yeah i agree with what the points are that you just brought up i'd uh i'd add you know i really enjoy watching these uh uh, his, I'll call them historical Braben videos, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because we kind of, without seeing those, you can you can hear that he supports this or that or the other, or a certain thing was wished for in the Kickstarter. But I really enjoy sort of getting to read the body language and hear it in his voice, and when he talks about walking around in your spaceship, you know, or, or how he talked about VR, it it really uh, to me makes it clear that. He, he believes those things. He really wants those things. It's not just uh, someone saying that stuff. It's uh, I think that's a real value in, in watching these videos is kind of sussing out which of these things he's really passionate about. Um, and, and one other thing, and it's not really about what he said, but more about the kinds of marketing videos that they were showing at the time. And I think they've continued to show it a bit in uh, in some of the, the downloads that came after this, but I'll call it the the fantasy of small ships in battle. Um, mm. There's there's more than a few of these um, promo videos where you see like it looks like some courageous Cobra Mark threes and an eagle uh, swooping around anacondas and and uh, uh, fertilances or something and playing an active part in the in the in the battle and I, I'm really looking one of the things I'm looking forward to is uh, post Odyssey if there's more and more reasons to fly a small ship because I'd love to see that that sort of vision come true of of there not being such a meta around everything
1: but a small ship right on uh wolf hop in on this i think
5: the most interesting thing is when you when you listen to david braven talk and you know there's there's a difference between when he's talking about something that that he's really happy to see and when he's just giving like just interviews and whatnot it's it's subtle but you can tell when he's really excited about something he's really dedicated to something the way that he was talking about just getting the vr stuff going and ported onto the game like that was said with with a level of enthusiasm that like you know it's something he wants to make happen and he said very similar things about later on developments because you know we're looking back through time at this but you can go back and, and look at these with that eye and see is like this is where the man steering the ship has his vision set on Mm. and when he sets his vision on it it happens and that i think is really really awesome for the for the longevity and complexity of elite dangerous
1: it may just be the alcohol talking but i gotta say i love seeing david braben speak from the heart speaking excitingly i know this is shitty to say but like god damn it i'm jealous like i I don't want to share David Braben with all of the other products from Frontier. It's like, I long for David Braben just being in charge of Elite specifically. And like, oh, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I love seeing excited David Braben. And it's like, I want that guy out of the big office. Turn it over to a suit. Get back to just doing Elite because it's so great what he can do week top in on this
3: yeah david braven and his pure enthusiasm and his uh, absolutely obvious love for elite dangerous and elite all through the years is why i have such faith that in the future even if things aren't great momentarily or haven't been great in the past in the future it's just going to keep getting better because this is david braven's firstborn child he's going to do what he can to make it succeed grow to be what he wanted it to be Mm. That being said, with current circumstances, that video kind of put a little salt in the wound when he's talking about how consoles are kind of easier on in, in some regards, and so on and such forth. Because, um, as we all know, we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. So. That kind of was a little different to hear, but, hmm. but that, that 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 aside, I mean, David Braben, just anytime you get him talking about Elite Dangerous, you see a sparkle in his eye, and it's contagious. It really is.
1: Yeah, 100%. And Malt, I want you to hop in on this. Talk about jo- joining in the love fest. We're talking about our, our man, David Braben.
4: Uh, damn you. <laughs> no, I am... Um, okay, yeah. Uh, I've played Elite Games since... The first one and honestly it's almost like he's above all else in my eyes mm. uh, as was just mentioned he's got such a love for this uh game and you can tell with especially the early like the the work he's put in i just played so much in those games uh, i can't i can't um speak about him without putting up above him up above man so i think it's wrong for me to do so <laughs> <laughs> you know um no i i think the guy is he's awesome as i said in the chat he's a great visionary and but if it weren't for him i don't think we'd have a game like this to be
1: honest completely agree completely agree all right uh so we talked we heard i, I didn't hear a single person hop in on the whole subject of you know walking in ships He talked about it it's uh God, it's the thing for me. It's like, that's the thing that it was like, oh, I want, I can uh I, But I,
3: I got to believe it's coming. I mean, we've seen all the a lot of the other things that he's talked about have come to fruition. And up until Odyssey's announcement of what Odyssey was going to be, the number one ask from the community was Space Legs. And I would say at this point, the number one ask from the community is ship interiors. So I believe down the line, it'll be coming to us.
1: All right. So that takes us to our next, uh, uh, bit, which is about, and this is kind of interesting. So I, 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 we link a lot of uh, videos and stuff on this show and we say, go check this out, go check that out. And a lot of times, you know, you check it out, you don't whatever this one. If you're hearing this, I'm telling you, go watch this video. This is not a slight recommendation. This is a must watch. If you have not already seen it, this is a video by Kim justice It's the story of Elite, a space opera. But I'll warn you up front, this is an hour-long video. But this is must-watch territory. This video talks about how Elite started, how uh, there were two young students at was it Lord's College or whatever in Cambridge, David Braben and Ian Bell talks about the two of them, how they met. How they discussed about this project, what Bell was working on already, what Brayman was working on already, how they came together as a group and changed the face of gaming. It talks about the brilliance of the first elite, how um, sort of they went on with it from there, like different versions of it, and how... Uh, they you know both got a big payday david immediately put his money back into sort of like continuing you know sort of starting the little teeny tiny fledgling company that was frontier at that time and sort of reinvested and reinvested bell and how he sort of worked into other things they it takes a very neutral sort of uh uncompromised view of the two, sort of like it, it's not saying Braben was the good guy and Bell was the bad guy, or Bell was the good guy and Braben was the bad guy. Um it talks about sort of how the game progressed from there, uh how their friendship sort of soured, uh how they went their separate ways things that have happened since then what what each of them have sort of worked on it is a very very cool and interesting sort of look at the lives of these two gentlemen these two geniuses that sort of changed the face of gaming forever and it's not taking either person's side it's just sort of saying here's the story um i think If you're a fan and player of Elite Dangerous enough that you're spending a Friday night getting drunk and listening to, you know, four or five assholes talk about the game, this is a thing that you need to see because it's a thing that you probably are invested enough in it at this point that is like, yeah, you're going to want to see this. And I've heard from a lot of people that like oh well Ian Bell was the genius not David Braben he was just the front front man Ian Bell was the genius and blah 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 and Braben's a sellout and whatever and it's like first off you're full of shit that's not the case David Braben is a genius Ian Bell is a genius these are two guys that they got on the record talking about this whole thing and talking about their collaboration and talking on the record about how it soured And both of them, neither one of them said, I was the guy that did it all. The other guy was just the slacker that was riding my coattails. They both said, no, no, I don't like that guy. But he put up half of what this was. Both of them said that. David Braben is a genius. This is not questionable. Ian Bell is a genius. This is not questionable. How they went about their lives and and choices that they made and why one guy ended up in Place A and another guy ended up in place B. That's all kinds of stuff that could you could argue this, that, and the other, but both of them credit the other 50 50. And these are two guys that don't like each other, so they don't have any reason to credit the other. They both credit each other 50 50 with the original Elite. uh And that changed. And we're going to talk about that. That's going to be our discussion topic. One of them coming up changed the face of gaming for forever. Check out that video. Link is in the show notes. Kim Justice. The story of Elite, a space opera, one hour long, and I've seen it twice, and probably going to watch it again. Next up, we've got Obsidian Ant, 3307, Elite Dangerous, Thargoid, FPS, Odyssey, and Horizons Instancing. Um, he put out a video that that talked about all kinds of stuff that's coming up, talked about stuff that we're going to you know, dive into shortly, so I'm just, link is in the show notes, go and check it out, it is worth it. Next up, we have a trio of videos from Mattias, a long-term friend of the show. Three videos that you absolutely need to see. The first is Elite Dangerous Odyssey and Beyond Wishlist and Roadmap. Where does that... That sounds familiar from somewhere. Uh, Yeah. He gives a very good list of things that he would like and a roadmap of how he would like to see it go forward link is in the show notes you must see this next up from him elite dangerous odyssey and explorers wishlist this video if there's one video that you see about odyssey and and sort of mm, things that you can like about it things that you kind of maybe not like about it things that you really really wish were a little different or if not a little different like This is good. This is a good framework. Here's where I hope they go with it. This video, Elite, Mattius, M-A-T-T-I-U-S, Elite Dangerous Odyssey and Explorers Wishlist. This is a video he did back in December. I've been sitting on it and I specifically said I wanted to wait until the week before Odyssey came out because I knew everybody and their mom was going to be digging around looking for stuff and like, oh, whatever. This is a video that you should see, I think, as a person who is not maybe always the biggest fan of combat and a person who wants more star Trek and more nasa i want more sort of missions to go figure out a riddle figure out a mystery look about a plant see what's going on with this go with that with this exploration and this ties very much into again one of the things we're going to talk about on our um discussion topics coming up here a very very big and important thing about elite and and just this video needs to have 10 million views this video needs to be watched by everyone at least twice so go check it out and then lastly from him i'm going to throw in one that he just did not that long ago the groups of elite dangerous the club if you're new to the lore of elite dangerous and you kind of don't sort of 100 know about like some of the lore the club is basically the Illuminati. They're the bad guys that are running shit behind the scenes. That are doing all kinds of nasty, nasty stuffs, and their you know their job is to stay rich and keep you dumb and uninformed and 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 sort of pick your leaders and pick your governments and pick your sort of whole life for you. And yeah, so. This is an interesting thing you should see, and and, and and we should, as much as possible in the game, make choices to sort of fight against that, disrupt that, that whole thing, fight the power, whatever. Next up, we've got a video from Drew Ragar, A Visit to the Space Treasures, two hours long. He just put it out. Drew is, you know, obviously an elite author, an official elite author, uh, a guy that is very, very, very knowledgeable about the history of elite dangerous and he does a two-hour long sort of fireside chat where he goes out and says hey let's look at this treasure and let's talk about the dredgers. let's talk about the uh sort of you know history of these clans who basically bought out these sort of old semi-defunct um sort of generation ships that have these big chewy jobbies on the front that they can assimilate whatever they can run across asteroids and chew them up and turn them into raw resources and keep them going and these weird sort of cults or clans or whatever organizations hippies or whatever they are these different very very different groups everything from people that are you know keepers of sacred lore to cannibals that 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 you know, just sort of went out and started off their own thing and they just Jonestowned it up. They bought their own thing and they went out in their direction and they separated from the rest of society. Um, it's cool shit and you should look into it. Next up we've got the Burr Pit and Tokoso with the video Touchdown. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Obviously, Tokoso has already given us permission to play all of his music. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, everybody's already, um, um, sort of like you heard it on the frontier live stream. You heard it on several different places where they've played this video from the burrs, the burr pit, beautiful people Tecoso, beautiful people just a home run all the way around. We'll play the song but you've heard it three or four times already this week in different places so we'll play it in a month or so or whatever after it chills out a little bit but amazing stuff. Really really good. Tweet, you had something on the Drew Wegar uh, uh, Dredger Clan stuff, yeah?
3: Yeah, I was just gonna say if, if people don't know, Drew Wegar he's the real deal. I mean he's played all of the Elite games through the years and he does a chat a, a, a stream on Twitch every week about Elite Dangerous and it's just It's always charming. It's always fun and intellectual. And and if you like that kind of thing, if you like somebody that actually enjoys the games, and he's not afraid to call out things that he doesn't like and call out things that he doesn't agree with and and make some suggestions and things like that, he'll call it as he sees it. So I, I always enjoy Drew Wagar's streams.
1: 100%. Always, always good stuff that takes us to saturday night live last week uh in in the u.s uh featured elon musk he was there and there was a lot of videos there clips or skits whatever they you call them that they do that are kind of meh but one of them was freaking hilarious chad on mars there's a link in the show notes you can skip the entire hour long kind of snooze fest and just get to the one video that was hilarious elon musk on mars there's a big oh my god there's a big emergency there's something we need a hero and chad the hero steps up in the most hilarious way possible um link is in the show notes it's about what three four minutes and you will laugh your ass off guaranteed so for sure, check it out, and that takes us to Tweak's console corner. All right.
3: Well, for those of you that have been listening to Elite Week for a while, you may remember quite a while ago now. I think it might have been the very first Tweak's tip of the week, actually, where I talked about how to escape being interdicted, how to escape a ganker by plotting your high wake and and having the key hot. You know, the the, the next Jumping route, hotkeyed and all that kind of thing. Well, it just so happens that my good friends in Cult of the Murder Goose, we just call them Cult, they are a PvP squad on Xbox and they are holding an event on May 29th and everybody on Xbox is invited to go out there. What they're doing is they're holding basically a training course to teach everything I talked about in that tip of the week that week. where How to set your hotkey how to plot your course, how to submit, what if, if you have any questions, if you if you don't know how to do it, if you are tired of being pulled and all that kind of stuff, this is a really great way to do it. It is it is a surefire way. I've escaped being I got pulled by a fertilance. I was in my Shield Bliss type nine doing a merit run. And I used this tactic that I learned from these guys back in our LSR days, actually when back when we were all in that squadron and I got away before they could blow me up so it works it works almost 100% of the time so May 29th the the date is in here we'll get the link for you Uh, if you're on Xbox and you want to learn this stuff you can always hit us up at Opix we can help you but this event is a great event for the public I couldn't suggest enough if you're on Xbox and you need to learn this kind of thing head on out there these guys will teach you up the right way
1: Hell yeah. Now, those of you that are listeners, long-term listeners of Elite Week, you'll know... You know we called out the cult of the murder goose uh, a couple weeks ago for a big pvp event that they did and you know um they're they're doing this class of you know don't be timmy don't get ganked we'll teach you how to avoid it on that if you're playing on xbox they've got another big pvp event that's going to be happening again in the lightning fields like in june or whatever about the uh, little after
3: t- i think it was june 11th and 12th and 13th they're jumping the carriers back out to those lagrange clouds so if anybody on xbox wants to go out with them or even on pc or whatever you can hop on their carriers and just go out there and see the clouds if you wanted to but yeah they're going back out for that again too
1: hell yeah and you know we called them out now i'm hearing them getting called out by other people they're good content creators and we always love promoting them so we'll continue to do that and just make sure you remember you heard them you heard about them here first cult of the murder goose big salute to you gentlemen and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to more great content and events coming from you. That takes us to our next segment, which is... For news beyond the game, it's Frontier News. Whew! Let's start off with forum threads. Uh, there were two big forum threads this week that, uh, n- sort of everybody needs to be aware of. The first is Horizons Odyssey compatibility. Now, um... With regard to this, the, the the link is in the show notes. Greeting commanders, this was posted by Bruce. We hope you enjoyed the recent alpha for PC version of Elite Dangerous Odyssey. Thank you once again for your feedback and suggestion, which will uh, suggestions which will have a lasting impact for all future commanders. This only marks the beginning for Odyssey. After the game launches on May 19th, we'll continue tweaking and balancing according to your experiences, just as we have done in the past. We know there are still a number of questions uh, from the community, and today we'd like to give more information about the shared galaxy between Elite Dangerous Odyssey and Horizons. From PC launch, all Elite Dangerous Odyssey players will gain access to the new features, including planetary improvements, enhanced lighting, textures, and differences will mean that Elite Dangerous Horizon players cannot share a gameplay session with Odyssey players. However, Odyssey owners will have the ability to share the session with Horizon players uh, by using launching into the Horizons mode from the launcher. Though if they do this, they will temporarily not have access to Odyssey features. From console launch onwards, in light of the console launch, we plan uh, to update Horizons, on all plat—or sorry, Elite Dangerous on all platforms, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, to allow Odyssey and Horizon players to reunite and play together with other users on their respective platform. All Horizon players will also receive the new graphical updates, including new planetary tech, lighting, graphics, free of charge, but will not be able to get out on foot or enter Odyssey tenuous atmospheres. If you have any questions, please leave them in the thread down below. We will answer them as publicly as we can. Oh, 07. So I want to take just a moment here because there have been some people that have said like, oh, well, that means that, you know, come what they're saying here is come console launch, Odyssey and Horizons will be uh, sort of in one galaxy all the time. That's great. Long story short, this is Art saying on stream that um, not even a month ago saying that the fact of the matter is, is that whenever you land on a planet, you're going to have to, they're going to have to separate Odyssey players from Horizon players because of the PEGI rating. Now I understand that this statement, as vague as it is, kind of makes it sound like, yeah, you're going to have, we're going to all be together, which means that, you know, would, would lead people to have the hope because i've seen it where people are saying like oh they fixed it then they were going to be together landed on the planets that is not the case uh they have given no direct reason to think as of now that um sort of you, you that's going to change at all as far as you're still going to be instance separately because of the peggy rating if that were to change they would have had to made an explicit statement otherwise and they have not so i i i think you know would it be better if frontier as a company were to be sort of better at communicating yes but as it stands now you have to assume that Commodity. when they say they're going to be reunited, they're talking about you'll be reunited in space. That's not going to change this whole pegging rating issue that says that you can't be together on the planet. Um, so, all right. That is that is a thing. Roy, hop in on this. Yeah. So, um, so I think you clarified it there again. In space, you're together
2: on the planet, even though uh, Horizons will have the correct geometry updated for the new uh, planet surfaces. You'd just be in a different instance the thing that made it immediately made me think of is does this mean that if we were ever to get eva then you'd have to be in a separate instance in space as well
1: i mean we are a long way from eva so that's not even i that's that's a that's a three to five year from now problem that is not a right now figure it out problem so who knows i i think honestly if you were to ask even frontier they wouldn't be able to tell you that the things to keep in mind is so number one i've seen a lot of people very very angry about this and very very upset about this i'll say this i 100 percent understand you being upset from the standpoint of this is a case where frontier said they were going to do something they said that from may 19th everybody was going to have prettier planets regardless of whether or not you had odyssey and that the odyssey people were going to have um you know access to the tenuous atmospheres where you could land and do other stuff now they've changed it on the eve of odyssey launch you know within a week of odyssey launch they've changed it and i understand people are mad people have you know quite frankly there's a lot of people have just been like on forum threads saying like this is how you, you demand a refund get your money back this is all sham this is whatever okay i mean let's look at this number one yes granted this is not good this is unfortunate At the very least, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe this is a yet another example of they are scrambling to the finish line. They are not going to have time to get the optimization quite done right, and so they're like, "All right, cut this. That's got to go. We'll give it to them later. Whatever. Move to the next thing. Go, 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 go. We are way behind. We have to throw out something. They are making a mad dash. I don't think they wanted to do this. I think they had to do this because they're backed into a corner. But. Who exactly is hurt by this? Let's look at it. If you are a Elite Dangerous Odyssey player, you have the ability still to jump into Odyssey or to go back. So, you are hurt by this if you have very definite plans to do stuff with the Elite Dangerous Horizon players who are not upgrading to Odyssey. That is true. If you are somebody who runs a big event such as these guys that do these massive, you know, multi-hundred people uh, expeditions that you sign up on whatever and you're like, hey, this operation, this expedition is available for Odyssey and Horizon players. You have a legitimate beef because we're told that you were going to be able to provide an experience. You told other people you were going to be able to provide it. And now sort of you're not. Those people are going to be instanced and separated from each other. I get that. If you're a Horizon player, you were told you were going to get access to all of this new planet tech for free, and now you're not for several months. You will eventually, but not now. Okay, I get it, but like, you didn't pay anything, so like, eh, okay. Um, Looking for the bright side in this, and I completely understand if people don't want to look for the bright side, but I'm just trying to find it here, I will say this. I was pretty sure that the Crystal Fields were going to be dead as of Wednesday. Now, Frontier is telling us very clearly they're not because even though the crystal fields may very well be dead in Odyssey mode, I can just hop into Horizon modes and go collect my shit and then hop back into Odyssey mode and enjoy the beautiful planets. I I understand that some people might call me a Pollyanna for looking for that bright side, but I'm seeing that silver lining and i'm feeling really good about it so let's get everybody's sort of feelings on this let's start with you tweaked
3: yeah we talked about this quite a while back actually that 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 could end up being this way and it's it is it's gonna again separate the community further xbox can't play with playstation xbox can't play with pc pc can't play with playstation or xbox we're all separated in that regard You have people in private group and solo play that are separating themselves, and now you've got Odyssey players that have to downgrade their game to Horizons if they want to fly with their Horizon friends. Mm. Not a great look, not the end of the world either, because in time, it will all go back to the way it should be. Mm -hmm. But, that being said, a few months is quite a while. I get it. I mean, In the long run, it's not, but in gaming time it is kind of so it's not great but again it's not the worst case scenario let
1: me let me ask you a question show of hands people in the chat whatever pipe up just just give me a give me a plus or or or, or you know plus one if this it applies to you how many people are going to take advantage or plan to take advantage of hey i'm gives me another chance to refill my mats at the crystal fields hey that gives me another chance to actually get good at SRV racing and actually go drive around on Pamesh before it goes away, those amazing ridges. Or, hey, you know what? For as much as I've heard it mentioned eight or 12 different times on videos, I've never seen Mount Everest for myself. I'm going to want to go see that before it goes away i'm seeing seeing sword with the plus one biotic king orange phoenix individual wolf dragon whip block nemesis able airy yeah silent j load 200 i'm seeing a lot of people like okay i 100 get that they there was something that was promised that is not going to happen now, okay, for a couple months. It will happen in a couple months, but I'm also seeing an opportunity here for us to really go and do a big Elite Week get together, do a Black Sky Legion get together on Mount Everest with a bunch of SRVs sitting there. Go do a little thing like, and yeah, again, I, I'm fully admitting. So. Here's the thing, and I said this in in the Elite Week Discord this week. I've had a little bit of Scheudenfreud lately, and a little bit of, yeah, uh, Frontier, just some personal stuff that I wasn't a huge fan of, and maybe I was a little less charitable than I should have been. Human beings, and I, I'm definitely a flawed human being, they we have tendencies to sort of you know, if you don't like a person or if you don't like a thing or if you don't if you're if you're not looking at something charitably, you can find good reasons to rail at everything that happens and say, "Look at this, this is ridiculous." I'm a dick. I'm a bit of a dick. I, I I try to to be a better person each day and but it's a it's a thing that you have to try every day. You have to work at. I have not been as good of a person lately as I could have been. I'm trying to be more charitable and when I look at a game that I love, and a lot of people all circling the wagons now to get get together and sort of shit on them and give them a hard time, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go against the grain. I am going to, uh, I'm going to try to see the positives. I'm still going to point out things that are problems. I'm going to still point out things and I'm still going to be real, but I'm going to try to find the positives and, and share the love about this shit. Um, so yeah, there is definitely things to not like about this announcement, but there are some silver linings there. Wolf, hop in. Uh, so I had
5: two points. One was about the the Peggy rating possibility things. If we do EVAs, I I would hope that this would be a learning experience for them to not mess with the Peggy rating and and whatnot and cause these issues unto themselves like they have now. The other one is with um, not giving the pretty planets and enhanced visuals to everyone on Horizons from the outset. Um, let, let be down to brass tacks. The requirements to run this game in Horizons mode are pretty low, especially by comparison to you know released this year game standards. Mm. This is bringing in some technology and some fancy stuff that's going to really tax that hardware. Maybe, just maybe, they realize that there's no way that they can get the optimization in correctly to run Odyssey on existing quote unquote old hardware that we you know some of us have. I've I've got a very old rig, Um, and force everyone who wants to play the game at all to have to go out and buy a new gpu oh wait that's a little difficult right now
1: wait we don't all have 3080s i i i thought we all had oh rough okay right on yeah yeah yeah. well hey i do suck but i also swallow so cut me a break all right uh Yeah, that takes us to our next item on the agenda for Frontier News, which is uh, Elite Dangerous Odyssey launch server downtime, May 19th. Greetings, Commanders. Again, this was Paul Crowler. And this one is literally, it was, he posted the notice and then closed the thread. No comments. No comments right now. Uh, Server downtime, May 19th. Greetings, Commanders. We hope that you're excited for launch of Odyssey, The expansion marks Elite Dangerous biggest ever update. And as such, we'll be taking servers offline in preparation for the launch. All Elite Dangerous servers will be taken offline for all platforms at 7 o'clock Zulu on Wednesday, May 19th. And will be down for approximately 11 hours, returning at 1800 hours Zulu. We look forward to taking that one giant leap with all of you. Oh, you know, yeah. Sorry, Zulu UTC. That's what I mean UTC. Um, old habit. So tweaked. I know you had a, a question or a statement on that.
3: Yeah, yeah. All platforms. Eleven hours what the hell why is it coming down for console when it comes back up the game's gonna be just like it is today so i don't understand why it's got to come down for us this is we're not getting any upgrade whatsoever
1: i definitely understand your frustration and your frustration is is aimed at the whole fact that consoles have a delay but i will say This is absolutely standard practice in all MMOs. They have to take the whole server down to do a Guess what? It's going to be down on PC as well when they actually launch the console, whatever. When you do a major whatever, you have to take the whole thing down, upload your stuff, cross your fingers, and pray to Odin that shit comes back up when you hit that red button. So this... I, I get your frustration, but this just is a thing that takes us to the next uh thing which is tweets so the thargoid returned and there was a hidden message frontier tweeted the thargoids return and there's a hidden message from salvation that was embedded in it along the there was a tweet uh with a little short video clip and on it there were a bunch of numbers that popped up numbers and letters it was a code when you uh um you know crack the code it says react 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 all ages ever do Uh, that's all ages ever do we need a solution exclamation point written by salvation so super super uh interesting and that takes us to our sort of next uh piece of news which is uh, as the anti-xeno initiative uh announced yesterday at 7 15 a.m eastern standard time massive thargoid presence detective a massive thargoid presence has been detected in seven systems across the Pleiades and colsack nebula ax pilots are asked to mobilize and respond to the threat immediately priority reports will be posted in defense targets shortly once the Situation is assessed, Eagle Eye Defense will be utilized for updates and further information. These systems can expect to find Thargoid combat missions, AX conflict missions, damage stations, station rescue missions. Quick note on that all of the factions in those stations are independent or alliance factions, so there is no imp or federal rep grind available right now. There's a link to the Reddit thread on it. Uh, the message ends. This is not a drill. Glory to mankind. Just as a note from us, the systems affected are HIP 18390, Seleno, Atlas, Pleiades Sector HR TAC W D1 TAC 74, Musca Dark Region PJ DAC P B6 TAC 1, Colsack Sector VU TAC O B6 TAC 6, Colsack Sector KN TAC S. B4, TAC, 9. That is the stations, the systems, rather, that are under in ta- uh, attack. There were two streams this week. Tuesday, Super Cruise News, number 33, with Zach and Sally. Link is in the show notes. The only sort of big thing that was stated in that was that um, they are now starting a new thing called Commander's creations it's similar to stiller screenshots but doesn't just have to be a screenshot from in-game it could be you know here's my lego anaconda or here's a painting that I did of a Thargoid or here's a I don't know whatever they want people to submit cool stuff and they're gonna review them on the super cruise news shows Thursday was an anti-xeno combat uh, um, stream Uh, arf playing from home on the xbox doing anti-xeno combat with various guests Uh, i know uh, uh, orange phoenix was uh was a guest on the stream and it was just you know chill and and whatever it wasn't so much a you know news type stream as it was just playing around and and hanging out and chilling and talking so that takes us to galnet news roy take it away
2: yeah, so on the 10th of May, 3307, Alliance election campaigns resume. Uh, this is about uh, Edmund Mahan's delay to have the election happen after the summit. Um, sounds like there's only ever been, there's no never been a prime minister in the Alliance serve more than a term, so. Not sure if that's going to play into this or not. He'll get a second term or Kane will follow.
1: Uh, you want to make a bet? I'll bet you right now that he stays on because otherwise they got to do work to change his name and picture and all that shit. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Uh, on the 11th,
2: uh, Parisa conflict risks war between superpowers. Uh, I guess this story was proven wrong two days later when the conflict ended with no war, maybe? um on the 13th uh two stories matt the one about the mass thargoid strike which you've just covered uh, and then nova imperium triumphs over federation um again the outcome of the uh the cg there uh and then today we had federal citizens approve government secure uh, government scrutiny so it's uh the outcome of that uh previous uh cg was taken as a mandate to i guess scrutinize people harder uh into a police state so
1: Yeah, this the whole thing started with, uh, you know, we definitely need help spying on people just, you know, because we got to fight terrorists. And then it expanded to, oh, we also want to go after criminals and, you know, maybe also people we just don't like the look of. This is a situation I I remind everyone of the very famous quote by uh, Benjamin Franklin, those that will relinquish their freedom for security will get neither and deserve neither. Yeah, I know, this is probably, you're like, dude, you're a fucking space nerd, we're talking about a video game, none of this exists. Okay, but, like, that's the principle of the thing. Roy, let's talk about them community goals.
2: Yeah, so we had uh, the two finished, uh, the fight for the Nova Imperium and the fight for the Federation. Um, I guess, interestingly, like, one got to tier zero and the other got to tier one. Um, So they just barely won and (coughs) neither one had a lot of participation.
1: So they weren't giving out any special shinies. They weren't giving out massive, stupid overpayment in money. They weren't giving out, uh, you know, a, a, oh, here's some engineering mats or here's a sticker or here's a, a, a paint job or whatever. It was no special whatever. It was just Who cares about the story? And let me tell you something. The Feds always, always, always win the CGs against the Empire. People, turns out, don't like slavers. Don't know why. Whatever. But this is the first time that I can recall where the Empire actually won a CG. And I'm so fucking glad that they did. Because look, the Nova Imperium situation was federation that did not have evidence of anything came in invaded another sort of sovereign territory and said we're gonna go out and either kill or arrest this guy nobody's gonna stop us it was a lynching and despite the let's say bias against the empire that is normally found in cgs in this one particular case nova imperium an empire based uh a faction won uh they fought off those people that had come to illegally, you know, kick in the door and take over their stuff. So I, I for one, salute the hell out of that. So good, good shit. And we don't have a CG per se this week, but what we have is the bugs. The bugs, the Thargoids are back. CZs are there. Conflict zones are there. Everything is there. Fight them off. So this, this week's CG is fight for survival. Everybody needs to go out there, support the AXI, support the hand, support the hive, support... Hackscom, support any ax uh group of any kind and and support humanity we all gotta you know fight together for survival yeah don't leave me hanging roy that takes us to real life science real life science we got a ton this week so we're gonna go through it rapid fire Right off the bat, we're going to start off with NASA, Osiris-Rex departure, farewell to asteroid Bennu. There was a 49-minute live stream on Monday, May 10th. Osiris-Rex left Bennu to begin its two-year trip back to Earth with the return of its historic samples. Check that out. Watch the whole stream. It is good stuff. Put it on the second screen while you're killing bugs. It is great shit. Uh, Osiris-Rex spent two years Studying uh, uh, asteroid Bennu, landed multiple times, collected soil samples, the whole nine yards. It was an amazing mission, and now it's on its way back to us. Also, simply space, NASA find liquid water on Mars! Exclamation point. This is a video that goes through a whole series of things where they were like, "We found it here," "We found it there," "We found there's this Linnae that you know these this this is you know stuff," and this that. Dr. K specifically talked about it uh, that it's a thing that's in Odyssey now, but NASA has has marked these liné on on uh, Mars and said this is sort of proof of sort of evaporating salt waters and and sulfates and whatever that are sort of uh, uh, melting, becoming liquid, whatever coming out of the, the rocks, running down, making these little little ravines, uh, and and it's a process that that happens over and over. Then they talk about this, these underground lakes that they found that they've taken images of where they say, hey, we, we, we think that this right here, that's an underground lake. Uh, they've talked about ice on the poles, the whole nine yards. It's interesting stuff, and it leads to a lot of interesting um, um, places. So check it out. 2Bit Da Vinci put, the new moon race won't be like the first. Here's why. 12-minute long video definitely needs to be watched. Um, good good stuff talks about you know the, the first moon race with uh, the the United States and the the Soviets was a PR Cold War whatever this is different. We're not going to be tourists. We're going to stay We're going there to mine and make fuel. We're going there to establish a presence off-planet. We're going there uh, to start the uh, Process of mankind exploring out into the solar system and becoming a multi-planetary body species. Joe Scott, Answers with Joe Channel, put out the Aldrin Cylinder, a conveyor belt to Mars, 16-minute long. A lot of people don't know this. Buzz Aldrin was not only an astronaut and the second man to set foot on the moon, but also an accomplished engineer whose doctorate thesis was on the intricacies of orbital mechanics and orbital rendezvous. In uh, 1985, Buzz presented to JPL the Aldrin Cycler. This was uh, reviewed and approved as feasible. It uses gravity assist to create a large ISS type station that would be known as Castle. that would continually cycle back and forth from Earth to Mars orbiting, uh, picking up people and equipment from Earth and depositing them on Mars orbit uh, for planetary insertion. This would all be accomplished with next to no fuel used. Uh, Castle would uh, cycle between the Earth and Mars approximately every five months using uh, gravity assist. Um, part of the impetus for this project would be to make it politician proof. After the initial cost of the build, it's quite cheap to maintain. So it would be as safe as, you know, administrations change. The thought is that you would put up multiple cyclers that would have, uh, you would have cyclers sort of arriving at each location on regular intervals every month or two. Um, The ship that was used in that uh, movie that we talked about, I think two weeks ago, um, Uh, stowaway that was a cycler that was an aldrin cycler so the the idea is you send up a smaller ship called the taxi that docks with castle and on that smaller ship you have people and materials uh, that docks with the larger ship and the larger ship just uses orbital mechanics and gravity assist to more or less for for free keep flying back and forth it costs very little to maintain you're not using fuel you're using orbital mechanics to to just kind of stay in this loop for fairly indefinitely very very cool stuff and worth checking out and could be part of the key on how we sort of get to mars like you can elon musk has said flat out you know, he's planning to be able to, with Starship, sort of get to Mars in only 80 to 90 days. But that A costs a massive amount of fuel and B is only available as an option like every almost two years when when they're at the closest point in the cycle. Whereas the Aldrin cycler method would just sort of be constantly going back and forth and like i said you're really not using any fuel other than the fuel that you need uh, for the taxis to get up to rendezvous with castle the back and forth it is very very cool stuff very eye-opening i think you should check it out isaac arthur put out a video called alien languages 35 minutes long he talks about what if You know, we actually said he uncovered a signal. How would we know, like, what? How how do you start the process of figuring out an alien language? How do you just start from scratch? There's a lot of things where we can do now where we can break codes and we can sort of linguistics uh, experts can you come across a a language, you know, where really, really smart guys uh, on the planet now can take. Japanese or Chinese or Russian. And even if they don't speak that, these guys are brilliant and they can sort of figure out through context and through, you know, sort of Rosetta Stone methods and all these other things, they can figure out sort of what it is you're talking about. But that is sort of built on a lot of assumptions that we have as a shared species, where even people from France and Japan and Italy and uh, Iceland. You know, as different as they are, and as different as their languages are, there are sort of shared um, kind of biases and shared assumptions because we're all one species living on one planet that are one type of life form. Those species, those those assumptions don't necessarily work if you're talking about the difference between a carbon-based life form and a different, you know, silicon-based life form, or or or. Uh, uh, you know, like in the movie, what was that? The, the movie, The Arrival or The Message or whatever. The one where, yeah, where it's like they're octopods or octo whatever. Like they may, the septopods, they may think forward and backward. They may have different ways of expressing whatever. So very, very cool video by futurist Isaac Arthur, where he talks about that in detail. We've got a trio of videos by Anton Petrov. First, paper claims discovery of mushrooms on Mars, but what are they? Spoiler alert probably not mushrooms. Uh, I'm sure everybody's seen the pictures and seen some very salacious headlines in the last week or so where it's like, look, this looks like a mushroom. Yeah. Okay. I get it. It does look like that, but he shows other pictures and it's like, here's how rocks can form in that way here. It could be this. It could be that it could be all of the different possibilities. And it could be mushrooms. It literally could be some form of a life form that we've seen, but that's not science doesn't work. Hey, look, that looks like a thing. It must be that thing. We've proved it. No, that's not how science works. Science works. You rule out all of the other explanations. And there are several other steps of things to rule out before you can jump to, hey, it's mushrooms. could be mushrooms. We'll know in time. But it also could be very many other things. Check out that 15 minute long video where he explains what it could be. And then you'll know. Also, Anton Petrov, uh, new observations of Venus discover interesting properties 12 minutes long. So Venus, as opposed to Earth that has, you know, a day that lasts a day long, 24 hours Earth time, Venus has a very different orbital mechanics and a one Venusian day is actually 243 Earth days long, basically two thirds of a year. The thick atmosphere actually can vary the time of the Venusian day by as much as 20 minutes per day. Um, also, the, the part of this was picked up uh, like observations by Parker Solar Probe. Uh, the Parker Solar Probe made an observa- made observations of Venus atmosphere and ionosphere. The probe heard the same thing that Galileo, uh, the previous uh, 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 probe uh, satellite probe had heard passing by Jupiter uh, electrically charged gases. This allowed them to compare readings with the 1992 Venus Pioneer orbiter to make surprising discovery that the Venusian ionosphere seems to change quite dramatically based on probably the biggest the biggest sort of theory right now is based on solar activity. Super interesting. Check it out. And the last of the uh, Anton Petrov videos for tonight is what China is building in space and why more rockets will crash 13 minutes long. So it's projected to be, uh, basically, China is building a competitor to the ISS. They're, comp- uh, uh, they're building their own International Space Station. It's projected to be similar to the decommissioned mirror around one-fifth the mass of the ISS. NASA has barred China from access to the ISS, so they're building their own. They've had two much smaller space stations, Tiangong-1 and Tiangong-2, that were up for three years and seven years respectively. But this is a much larger station, uh, Tiangong-3, And it will have a much more extended mission, uh, estimated to be 10 to 15 year long mission. It's going to have an orbiting telescope that can dock with the station that is estimated to be approximately 300 times more powerful than the Hubble telescope. There will be approximately 10 more automated launches of construction uh, to construct the station. So basically, unlike the way we did the ISS, where we sent up people and stuff and had the people build the stuff... China is going on a fully automated system where they just send up all of the pieces that sort of auto dock and like lock together like Legos to build the station, and then they're going to send up the dozen or so astronauts, uh, Chinese astronauts, that are going to live on the station for you know rotating out over the years to to sort of uh, you know work and do the science up there so there's 10 more rockets they're going to launch we don't know the mechanics and details for all of them but we know that the next two are already confirmed to be launched under the same plan as the current mission which have unknown debris sites which is sort of hmm, um an article that went with that note uh the approximately nine tons of long march 5b which is the rocket that the Chinese used to send up this last one, it landed in the Indian Ocean west of the Maldives. It was predicted to land in the Atlantic. The Chinese uh, drew great criticism as the rocket traveled over many populated areas. Their last rocket actually rained debris over the continent of Africa. There's a link to the Reuters uh, uh, article about that. This is sort of... Mm, been been drawn a lot of criticism as being fairly fairly reckless um super exciting that the chinese are doing this super bummer that you know they had to do this because couldn't work with them and now the the russians are pulling out of working with us in the iss in the future and it's going to be uh they're going to be working chinese super super you know uncool that they're just kind of like eh. we'll see where these rockets land Maybe the Atlantic, maybe the Pacific—who knows? But interesting nonetheless. Roy, you had something on
2: Venus. Uh, just a quick point: the uh, when I watched that video, he he has a recording of what the probe actually oh, listened yeah. to, is it to the ionosphere, and immediately my mind went to the FSS scanner in game because it, that's exactly what it sounds like, and it just—I I think I heard you or someone else in the past talking about how when they developed the FSS scanners, like they'd done mm-hmm. something looking into. What noises actually come off of the planets and the ionospheres and stuff and so it just triggered a memory that like this is just another example of the level of science realism
1: in the game absolutely absolutely that takes us to the scott manley video viewer questions episode 5 21 minutes long look uh scott manley i've got a huge man crush on he's amazing he's awesome his videos are great fantastic super super science nerd who just breaks it down no filler all killer you gotta watch this for yourself. But if, like, I'll give you two spoilers and this will force you to click the link because if you're anything like me, you'll be like, well, I gotta see this now. Did you know that if you live in the US, you can actually buy yellow cake uranium from Amazon? No shit. There's an Amazon link in his video. That hurts my brain. That should not be a thing. But, hmm. And a railgun on the moon. That's all I'm gonna say. Railgun on the moon. Holy shit. Check out this video that takes us to where we would have roy stories i'm going to make a quick quick note roy stories is going to be uh you know we finished season two uh what a week ago last week and now roy stories is on a season break it will come back in june so sometime in the next three weeks to a month um roy is currently now going over we have like a dozen different authors that uh, Roy is in the process of looking over their materials and selecting and making arrangements with the author to sort of secure season three. After that will be a whole process of, you know, recording and get the cast together to do the radio play basically to break it all down for the season. After that, we'll be editing. After that will be a second editing pass where the Foley artist uh, Monohive will go through and do a lot of extra work it's not easy to put together those amazing Roy stories that, that Roy and the author and Monahive and the whole voice cast work together as a team to put together for you. That will be coming back. I don't want you to think that we've forgotten about it. It will be back in June. I'm committing to that. Um, Oh, I jumped way ahead. My bad. Roy, you've got your piece in, in real life science. Go. No worries. No worries. I can hit this quick. Um,
2: so from Stanford University and Howard Hughes Medical Institute, they reported this week that they have an experimental device that turns thoughts into text. And they've actually tested this on um, a man who was paralyzed. Uh, it, was, it has allowed him to basically type by thinking. And it shows up on a computer screen. He's got uh, 95% accuracy in the typing and it's 90 characters per minute. So it's like for real, uh, scary real. It's basically a sensor they've implanted on the surface of his brain. Um, and what they had him do was imagine cursive handwriting each letter over the same spot. So as a, it's a sort of a nuance, but it made the difference. Instead of imagining writing left to right across the page, they had him imagine writing uh, in the same spot over and over, which For any of you that were around at the dawn of the PDA, the Palm Pilot uh, had a language called Graffiti, which was based on Jot, which was basically the same thing. You'd write your letters over and over on the same piece of the touchpad. Anyway, super cool stuff there. And obviously, um, I think a a harbinger of things to come, perhaps with Neuralink and other other, uh, technologies in the future.
1: That takes us to our discussion topics. Our first one is going to be how David Braben has changed the face of gaming. So we talked about the video from Kim uh, earlier, that is, like I said, something that everybody needs to see. But the fact of the matter is, let me sum it up. In 1984, David Braben and Ian Bell broke the entire paradigm of gaming by creating an open world sandbox when everyone else was focused on three lives, get an extra live at 10,000 points, 10-minute-long game experience. And absolutely, if you do everything perfect, you'll beat the game in whatever, less than an hour tops. They were like, hey, how about we don't have a way to win the game? You just go until you're done. You're bored with it. You you can go for weeks. You can go for months. Uh How about we don't have three lives? You have one life. You live until you die, and then you're done. How about you don't have a score and an extra whatever? You just have... Money is your score and you earn until, you know, because you want to, you want to spend your score to buy stuff. Change the whole sort of back in 1984, right right now, everything that I'm telling you there just sounds like, yeah, duh, no brainer. That's, you make a good game. You don't want to do something stupid. Everything that I'm telling you, they took it to publishers who said, you can't do that. That's not a game. Video games, you have to have, you know, you put in a quarter and then you play for 10 minutes and you run out your lives and then... Put it in another quarter like that's how games work this was entirely entirely a whole different thing changed the face of gaming now i definitely understand that lately there's been a decent amount of sort of criticism uh i, I i've heard from you know oh david braben this and david braben that he's rich he sold out he doesn't care about elite anymore he's focused on other stuff he's this he's that i disagree and Let me point out something. It's not just that this guy did something amazing back in 1984, and that's why you should follow him for forever. Let's talk about Elite Dangerous as a game, all right? Now sure, Elite Dangerous is, I think, a game with the greatest potential ever, and yes, you can point all day long to nitpicks of, I don't like this, I don't like that, I wish this was better, I wish that was better. We all can, yeah? But. Elite Dangerous is the first game that I can say in my entire life that I have played that is an open world, or in this case, galaxy MMO, that features billions of maps or zones such that a new player starting right now in Elite legitimately can find a zone, can find a thing that nobody has ever found before eight years into the game. Now, admittedly, there are some aspects of this that can seem shallow unless content is regularly placed in these zones. Yes, I think that Frontier can do a better job of putting in more sort of what proc gen and and, and, and hand stuff and whatever in different places. I think that if you look back to 2016-2017, there was a golden age of elite where people were legitimately finding Thargoid structures and guardian structures and, 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 oh, there's a weird thing here. That's part of a weird storyline, whatever. And yes, that requires constant sort of work to keep populating the galaxy with shit to fine. But going back to my original premise here of what I said on this point, if you play world of Warcraft or final fantasy 14, or or uh, what fallout or 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 uh, name your MMO here black desert online if you play any of these games you can absolutely be the first person to see a zone you could be the first person to see a tree to see a thing right if you play in the alpha or the beta or whatever it is that they have and you're the first one but by the time it gets released much less 8 years later there's not a single tree a single rock a single monster, a single anything you're gonna see that you're the first person to see. Elite has that. Now, yes, definitely things to pick and say, this should change, that should change. But in two points, what they did in 1984 to change the whole sort of gaming structure and put it on its head, and the fact that this is the first game that I can think of, and please in the chat, mention if there's any that you can think of, where you can go to a zone eight years later that no one has seen. This is a situation where it's like, yeah, for all their flaws and everybody has flaws and everybody fails sometimes. If I have to back somebody and say, I put my money on that guy, David Braben's my guy, ride or die. Tweaked, hop in.
3: My recent frustrations aside, I
1: don't have
3: almost 4,000 hours in this game for, any, for no reason. I mean, Elite Dangerous, and I've said it on this show before, is the most unique and intricately complicated game with all of its systems working together in existence, to my knowledge. I've never played I've been playing video games since the days of Space Invaders and Pac-Man, and I have never found a game even that comes close to what Elite Dangerous is doing right now. Odyssey aside, what it's doing right now in in the live game. Uh, the the freedom to go anywhere in 4 billion stars in the actual galaxy, the 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 flight models of the ships, the 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 way you can you know, the engineering is basically customizing. You can endlessly customize the ships and every little change you make doing your engineering changes the way the ship feels when you fly it. Uh, every little detail of this game just makes it so amazing that it's it's almost an addiction for me. I can't go a couple of days without flying my ship, do, finding something to do. Hell yeah! It's it's and it, it, there's nothing else like it, and there never has been. And when Elite came out in 1984, I mean, come on, guys, that was that was Donkey Kong. That was I mean, we were playing side scrollers. We hadn't even gotten into any real MMOs. I mean. I think around that time, the closest thing I could think of would have been, um, what was it, Sid Meier's Pirates, where you were going around in the ocean doing piratey type things. That was kind of cool, but it still wasn't to the level of what Elite was even then. That was after Sid Meier's, too.
1: That was, I mean, that was after Elite, too, because Elite, you're talking about 1984. Yeah. Sid Meier's was on the fucking uh, Amiga 500 and all later.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, just what he did in 84 was mind-blowing. I don't think people give him enough credit for that. And and to that point, I don't think Frontier gets enough credit for what they've created with Elite Dangerous. I mean, it's just point to point. another game. If you go to No Man's Sky, it doesn't scratch the same itch. It's not as detailed. Hmm. I obviously have not been able to go to Star Citizen, but I've read a lot about it. It's not as open, it's not as expansive, it's not as detailed. Elite Dangerous is unique, and it's not matched, and I don't know of anybody that's matching it anytime soon. Wolf, hop in on this.
5: Honestly, everything that Tweet said, I completely agree with in Echo. Like, I I don't always find myself completely agreeing with him, but he's dead
2: on. I, uh, I had fun thinking about this one. I think this is a really fun topic because uh, yeah, I mean, I had a Commodore 64 back in the early 80s, and um, I think I'm, I'm of a vintage that maybe is shared by a certain portion of our audience. One of the first things I did was, to, to like what, what uh, Tweaked was just saying, I went back and looked, like, what games in that exact year or within that time frame was I playing? And some of these might ring a bell for uh, some of our audience. Um, games like Raid on Bungling Bay, Archon 2, One on One, Julius Irving and Larry Bird impossible oh, mission yeah 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 <laughs> goonies uh, epic summer games 2 um space taxi uh flight simulator 2 flight simulator 2 was uh, still uh miles and miles away from elite maybe the closest thing from the sense of at least you could fly something it had four cities which were just some blocks on the ground and uh 80 airports which were some lines on the ground Um, Mm. none of that procedural all had to be hand done uh and and that was it that was the game there wasn't any more to it like there is in elite um you know elite 1984 included uh basically a precursor to what we now call bgs with its procedurally generated political systems uh system danger levels dynamic trading markets the game also came with a novel which i don't remember any of these other games coming with you know the dark wheel for the creation of like world building and head cannon, which Previously, I'd only ever seen in movies. Um, It was one of the first games where the game mechanics had reasons for their existence. I found a a great quote from, it's actually from the Elite Fandom Wiki. Um, Just a couple sentences here, it says, you know, with no score, what was the purpose? The Thatcherite years of the 1980s provided the answer, money. But money isn't a score. You can spend money. On what? On upgrades. So your ship had to be inferior to start with. What would be the purpose of upgrading your ship? to defeat other vessels. Why would those other vessels attack you? Because you carried a cargo. So trading was required alongside piracy. So something that we take for granted today in this game and the hundreds of others, Elite was the first game with multiple independent game loops Mm. or interdependent game loops. Um, It's been credited as being a major influence in every open world game that has come since across all genres. Even uh, the former creative director of Grand Theft Auto referred to their game as basically Elite in a city. Mm. Uh, and the last one here, Elite holds the Guinness World Record for being the longest running space simulation in history.
1: Yeah, I mean, to, to the thing that Tweak said, I don't think there would be a Sid Meier's Pirates without Elite. I don't think there would be a civilization. Their Game developers were having ideas of stuff to do. But game publishers were saying, you know, if you don't have a little Mario that's jumping up the ladder and you get an extra guy at 10,000 points and he's got to be able to land on, you know, stomp on Donkey Kong's head and win. Yeah, we don't want to do it. Like all of these other things that they were like, we're going to veer off to the left and right and whatever. It's easy to overlook the fact that none of that exists without Elite. Maltmeister, hop in on this, please.
4: Yeah, I totally agree with everything People are saying here um elite was the one of the first games that made me believe that gaming had a real future i rem- like i've always been into games it was a kind of escapism for me uh, some of you know my past and um it was hard so games was one of the ways i kind of just got time to myself got got to think about you know life and things um but elite was the first game i really got hooked on i'd played the racing games you know or frogger where you go left right they they weren't really challenging or anything though. Elite it, it brought a whole new world to you. It was it was completely different. Um I remember the first one. I didn't play it as much as Frontier, I will admit that, but um pretty sure it like 3d graphics and stuff it was almost unheard of back then you know um well kind of virtual you know what i mean it was um it was something that was just i was on in awe of then um i'm pretty sure you guys (laughs) heard me er earlier on when i talked about braben and like what i what a guy i thought he was in the gaming industry um it's the first time i've actually spoke about him in that way but it is so true um the he's 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 an innovator. He's he's made a game that has changed the future and and the past of gaming. Um, you're so right, Kai. We wouldn't be where we are without 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 this game N- not at all. And I'm um, because of Elite I I might not be where I am honestly. It's it gave me an escape, yeah. many many hours of escape.
1: Absolutely. And let's not lose sight of the fact that if it wasn't for Elite you wouldn't have Privateer, you wouldn't have Wing Commander. You Wouldn't have star citizen. I know it's so popular. I don't get it at all I never will I'll rail against it every chance I get it's so popular for elite players to shit on star citizen It's so popular for star citizen players to shit on elite. I don't get it, man. They're both awesome space games They both have a ton of potential. They're both a long way from where they want to be in the end Love them both. Whatever um i want to give a huge salute uh everybody raise your glass to deep purple beard who's raiding with a party of people blue beard blue beard what did i say deep purple I, i'm drunk uh deep deep blue beard welcome welcome and all of the people welcome we get together this is a like a, a thing where you get together at the pub and talk about elite with your friends this is what we do every friday night so welcome welcome um yeah, but you're you're exactly right, Maltmeister, as far as like just the, the the I could hear the love in your voice for the the stuff that David Braben gave us. And there are times where it's gonna be awesome, and there are times where it's gonna be frustrating because David Braben is human and 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 the game, the the, the company, Frontier, they're human and they they have times where they do amazing stuff and they have times where they screw up. But I'm along for the ride, and I hope you are as well. All right, that takes us to our next topic, which is how to once and for all deal with ganking in Elite. So ganking or griefing or any version of player killing is a continuous issue in any MMO. It's often discussed in Elite with uh, participants on both sides of various debates or discussions talking past each other, sort of ignoring different things. People that are on the Care Bear side are like... Eh, this and that and the other, and and sort of ignore the fact that the sort of the the PVP f- community has like a right to want to do stuff, and are kind of bored because they don't have enough stuff to do. And people on the killing, griefing, ganking, you know, asshole, whatever, how you ever you want to name it. So, and, and just for the record, I've had people before say like, "Oh, you say Care Bear, That's pejorative." I I, I'm a Care Bear in this game. I don't enjoy hunting other players in this game. I enjoy doing PvE content in Elite. I would do PvP content only um, if it's like sort of prearranged and it's like, okay, everybody's down with it. Like CQC and this that, and the other. I don't think Care Bear is a, a bad term. So I'm sorry if that offends people. I don't I don't mean it in an offensive way. I am a proud Care Bear. I enjoy this game for the pve content side of it so sorry just that disclaimer um but people on both sides sort of talk past each other and this is not at all unique to elite uh just last week talking in stations uh which is the premier podcast for eve the the game which i've played for years and and enjoyed uh they did a show entitled calm down griefer it's linked below in the show notes Uh, But unlike other games, Elite has the tools built into it to completely neutralize this problem. Obviously, it's easy just to play in solo or private group, but that's not necessarily, you know, needed by any means. With just about any ship, even a stock small ship, a savvy player can almost always evade being player killed. The problem is that the players most likely to be player killed, are the very ones who do not have access to the information to avoid getting player killed. These same players are also more likely to be put off by the experience and either A, go into solo mode, or B, leave the game altogether. Now, either way, they're deprived of some of the joy of being in sort of open mode of the game. And they're deprived. we're deprived of their presence in the community, as in they're not buying stuff so that's money lost revenue lost for the game that could make it better for all of us but also they're not interacting with people if they're in solo mode which sort of deprives us of a more rich experience i don't want this game to feel like a ghost town i want this game to feel alive and vibrant i want more and more and more players now various player groups offer classes on how to evade a pk but again The people who most need this information are the ones that don't know to look for it. They don't know about the cult of the murder goose. They don't know, you know, loose screws is doing some kind of evade ganking, whatever. They don't know about the paladin consortium that does their class or, or, or this group or that group or all these other groups. To me, I think the obvious answer is for FDF to actually incorporate this as an aspect of the new player onboarding experience, the the tutorial programs, the whatever, I think there should be some sort of a video, and and Frontier can reach out to the player community, and say like, hey, uh, 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 the Paladin Consortium, Cult of the Murder Goose, uh, uh, um, you know, Sinbad, I think does one, uh, 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 Loose Crews, uh this group, that group, these dozen groups. Put together stuff, we're going to make a, a short video or whatever that we're going to, you know, put out as a resource that it's a, there's a link in the game. People can see the video. It doesn't matter what platform they play on. We can put it through YouTube, whatever. It, and, and it's like, okay, there'll be a process as part of the tutorial where it's like, A, see this thing, see this video, whatever. And B, here are some real practical sort of experiences where there's a tutorial sort of module or, or, or whatever that shows this stuff. And what do I mean that they need to show? Number one, explain the aspects of a player kill, as well as various game modes and instancing. Number two, teach the new players situational awareness and NPC versus PC icons. Just know what's up with that. Number three, demonstrate the difference of an NPC versus PC interdictions. If you get interdicted by an NPC, my grandma can win that. But if you get interdicted by a player... That's a whole way harder thing. Like the 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 the, the thing shifts entirely. The, the 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 balance shifts, and the PC, the player, the other player is most likely going to win. They need to teach new players to submit to interdictions and take evasive maneuvers while explaining the various aspects of low wake versus high wake and how to execute each. Depending on the math of what you're doing, maybe you know you you just have to get to a certain location. You might want a low wake other situations you want to bug out and high wake, whatever. Teach new players about various tools used by the player killers, i.e. mass locking, you know, or Grom Bombs, or various other things so that players can be armed with the knowledge. New players. Most people that are listening to this show, you already know this stuff, so you're fine. But the problem is the brand new players that are going to get turned off and go and leave we need to help them know how to protect themselves because the fact of the matter is is if most SEALs, brand new players and their little starter sighties, knew what we know they would evade I go to CG systems and troll gankers all day long laughing at them drunk in in, in chat and mocking them mercilessly so many of them hate me because I just have fun trolling the fuck out of them. I'll go in there and I'll jump in and get interdicted and be in an instance with four or five players and get out. Because if you know what you're doing, that that's this is not about me being skilled. This is just knowing basic evasion techniques. If new players knew this, then what would happen is, number one, the gankers would get bored and move on to something else to do. Either go grief people in another game or go do something else in this game. And I, I, for the record, I put up a, uh, sort of thread saying, Hey frontier, you need to give the PVP community other fun things to do. Cause if you give them something to do, maybe a lot of them will stop griefing and only just the, the most 100% dedicated dickheads will continue to do that. And then we can figure out how to handle that with a crime and punishment system. But Frontier seems reluctant to do that, in which case, all right, let's at least make sure that all of the noobs have the information to survive, because if 9 out of 10 seal clubbing incidents end with the guy getting away, and the griefer getting pissed off and frustrated, maybe they'll move on to something else. So, yeah, yeah. All right, let's start off with, uh, let's see... Who do we have here? Tweaked, hop in.
3: Yeah, um, I'm not sure that a tutorial would do the trick because most new players don't really pay a lot of attention to the tutorials per se, and and this would have to be a very intricate tutorial because it is. It's a, it's probably a four, four, five, six sets steps to actually get good at escaping like that. It's not overly complicated, but knowing how to set your hotkeys and all that kind of stuff. It would be good to have it there because people would want, they'd have a way to look at it. But if only there was a way uh, to get new players. I mean, new players don't even know that all these content creators are out here. You know, they don't know about Elite Week and Loose Screws and Lave Radio and flight assist and and
1: And cult of the murder goose and 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 the paladin consortium people that put on these these symposiums yeah that's right they don't know about all this stuff so how do
3: we get that information out there to them that has been really the question for a long time uh i don't know that it's on i'm kind of torn part of me says a tutorial can't hurt but part of me also thinks that's kind of our jobs as veteran commanders in the game to to go to desiot and to go to these places and and not only defend them when it starts to happening but to try to talk to them and teach them what we know and maybe recruit them and all that kind of stuff is that's kind of part of the game too so I, I just don't know that the tutorial would be the the end of it all but mm. I don't think it would hurt that's for sure hmm right on Roy it's, it's funny, but this is
2: the kind of thing that actually I think the older versions of Elite that came with manuals could solve for easier. Mm. Um, I mean, for me, some of those older games I mentioned, the ones that came after Elite 1984, more and more came with books. And that was half the fun was reading the book and the stories in the book. And um, maybe the analogy today would be having... Um, Having a video uh, or some videos that are produced by Frontier to be watched by new players of Elite, or where they can at least be de- demonstrating some of this stuff, or have the community help make them, or whatever. But I agree that the 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 tutorial in and of itself it 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 may be too complex, or they may not want to put the effort into that tool when maybe they could make a video that that um, that everybody. Wa- it's almost like what? a hunter safety video (laughs) like there's some there's some activities in real life that you don't let people go do until they've sat through a training class Uh, and it doesn't have to be the in-game tutorial
1: how about i throw it to you this way what if frontier were to put out a free manual literally a brand a free manual for every person that purchases elite that says here's 20 pages or 30 pages of like information to learn here is awesome free like awesome art from the spvfa or 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 from stellar screenshots or whatever here is three or four or six videos on this here are you know a very cool like hey destinations and elite and have an inra base have a thargoid site have a, a a guardian site have a whatever that could be an amazing like if yes Yes, and it's just, it's here. And here is weekly destinations, new places to see, new this, new that. Here's a link, here's the video, and here's the location. Go out there and find it. And also while you're at it, here's how you learn how to make griefers cry because player killers have absolutely next to no chance of actually killing you if you know what the hell you're doing. Malt, hop in on this.
4: Yeah, um, to back up tweaked with what he was saying, I think the community should take a little... Responsibility might be the wrong word, because you're not responsible for. But um, to help out the new players, you know, to the the trick is how do you reach the new players? Not all of them will come to Twitch or YouTube to to seek help. So how do we reach these guys who who need help? But I, I'm one of these people who are very community focused, and I think. We, we should try and find a way to reach these guys and, and keep them in the game because uh, so, I know some of the people get get disheartened when things like, like ganking happens. Uh, Elite does have multiple modes like solo, private so you can play with friends alone but wouldn't it be great if everyone could just play uh, online hmm. the whole community and and you know, you could help each other and stuff. And I think that would be awesome. Hell it's yeah. it's not likely I get that, but it
1: would be awesome. But here's the thing. It is likely. I mean, it's not likely to be a hundred percent successful, but if you sh- make the effort, it's a hundred percent likely to be a small percent successful. It's, you know, and the higher percent up you go, the less percent likely it's, it is to be, but if What if 20%, 40%, 50%, whatever, we grow the online open only, not open only, but open community over time, and it just, it, it snowballs, and it, it's like, it's down to us to make the change. It's that fucking Michael Jackson song, you know, look at the man in the mirror, let's make a change, let's, let's make it happen. Wolf, get in on this.
5: It, this gets back into the whole discussion that um, we had when we were on uh, System Chat with Boss Lady B about how we the game itself has got a learning cliff that you have to climb up. And this is one of those steps that's mm. in that cliff. And it would be really awesome, like like Roy was saying, is if information for how to do some of these things, like how you know basic tactics for one not getting caught by somebody who wants to rip you out first of all two once that happens calm down here's what you got to do and you be you notionally be perfectly fine but it needs to be presented in a way that is fundamentally eye-catching and easy for somebody completely new to see and do because i'll readily admit first when i first started playing the game i didn't do all the training missions Hmm. Who did Who did all of them? Come on, most be people.
3: Most people don't. We have a lot of new players in Opix, and a good portion of them do one or two of them, and then they accidentally end up out of the starter system, and they're into the game. So yeah, you're you're not alone there.
1: The trick is to put out a product that has enough candy that it gets people to sort of be tricked into eating their vegetables. You put out a product that has some awesome SPVFA videos and pictures and stuff, and people go, Ooh, this is cool. And, and and you know, is on the launcher and people can click and like save their look, like save their place. Like, oh, there's 50 steps to this. I'm on step 12. Ooh, step three is an awesome, oh, look at that video. I want to see that, what is that? Is that an alien? They call that a Thargoid? Ooh, like you tease them with the candy and you give them the information and then when they get in contact with an asshole who just, I'm I'm an FDL nerd that wants to kill somebody in a fucking, you know, Sidewinder, then the guy goes like, ah, high wake, (laughs) fuck you, bye-bye. And, you know, submit to your interdiction, high wake out, bye. And then now what? You got nothing. Now you're frustrated. Now you move on to either A, griefing people in another game or B, finding a non griefer activity to do in this game. Either which way, I'm happy cuz you've stopped being an asshole.
2: You know that the thing about submit and high wake, that's that nugget is the most powerful bit of the whole training, I think. And having you could even put that on one of those hollow posters at the station. Like it you could boil it down into some kind of public awareness slogan. And, and make it that simple.
1: All right, that takes us way late. So we're going to move on to the next uh, thing, which is crazy speculative Odyssey predictions. Right off the bat, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off. I'm gonna say let's number one. I think we're gonna have new stuff in both Thargoid and Guardian storyline stuff. Not big at first. Like eventually the story is going to grow over time. But right off the bat, I think for the Guardians. We're going to have a new type of Guardian Sight. And I think that new type of Guardian Sight is going to be... You know how right now in your SRV, you shoot the, the drones, which are the little flying, weird, you know, fly-to-the-navigator-looking drones that shoot at you? I think now that we're able to get out on foot, we're going to have some panels that we can cut to get into some doors... It's not going to be crazy like, oh, there's a whole underground city. I think to start, to start, there's going to be new Guardian sites that have basically, you know, the Terminator when you melt off the, the skin and you got underneath it, you've got a little sort of humanoid walking around all metal, you know, RoboCop looking fucking, you know, thing. I think there's gonna be a new Guardian type of site that's gonna have an unknown humanoid type of you know, RoboCop-ish thing that you pew pew, that you FPS pew pew. And it's gonna have just the teaser of here's the next thing. Here's new stuff you can, new materials you can gather. And eventually, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, it's going to lead to sort of new weapons new engineering new something so for 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 the guardians i think new guardian site a couple of panels you can open just a little bit get into stuff you can do and new on foot drone you know robocop dudes that you can pew pew against for the thargoids my crazy prediction is going to be I think new like some explanation, some, some more info that lets you know that those big Thargoid sites that we see at different areas are actually sort of crashed Thargoid mega ships. So maybe, you know, some kind of oh, here's a module that's showing up. Here's hardpoints, or here's thrusters, or here's an FDSD, or here's uh, uh 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 a shield or here's a something like as you're walking around in those thargoid megastructures some references to things that let you know this is not just like a building this is like a big ship that crashed a billion years ago and is like half overgrown underground whatever new ships don't think so new srvs not at launch maybe a year from now i for sure srvs yes a year from now. Like time down the road yes i i don't think people have said like oh fps thargoids <laughs> not at launch don't think so i think we're gonna see the story progress with little teasers at the sites then three to six to nine months from now um maybe some new thargoid ships, some new big invasions some new storylines some new areas of coal sack or or not uh, Kohl's, coal 70 sector that are sort of unlocked that you can go into and you can see stuff. Six months, a year, a year and a half, something from now, we're going to see Thargoids on foot. I I feel it. Um, But this is not a thing that you get immediately. This is a sort of spectrum that works its way through. Uh, A storyline, a through line that, that goes... And I very, very, very much hope because um, Frontier is committed to continuing the story to 2022. That's only six months from now. I very much hope that after the 2022 cycle that, that the we're on now, you know, happens, that they're going to be like, okay, and here's the 2022 to 2024 cycle. I, I hope that they've learned their lesson and they don't let it lie dormant. Frontier are also very famous for, there's always one extra little surprise. I think that surprise is gonna be sort of a a suit thing or a a gun thing or an on foot equipment thing of some type of some kind. It could be wrong. I think SRVs aren't coming for six to nine months, but. they are coming for sure in six to nine months but i i I think the surprise thing there is a surprise thing i don't know what it is but i know that there is a thing because they always do that i think the surprise thing is going to be an on foot gear thing of some kind somehow some way let's start with uh roy predictions crazy predictions go
2: yeah so uh you asked for crazy speculative i've really leaned into the crazy so it's time to get on the tinfoil hats um I'm going to predict that post-Odyssey launch, uh, when the Thargoids really attack in force, uh, like, you know, big motherships, like massive invasion, the Dark Wheel awakens and powers up Raxla, which is a gateway to another galaxy, not for us to go through, but for a new race to come in and help us in the war. I'm
1: excited. That and more bookmarks. Oh, God, more bookmarks. <laughs> I, it's the smallest thing, and they haven't given it to us for forever. It makes my heart hurt. Uh, tweet.
3: Yeah, I, I struggle with this one, honestly. I mean, if I'm if Kay. I'm talking post Odyssey launch, then I'm thinking more different <sighs> atmospheric landing types, mm. and maybe some ship interiors and some mining on the ground, and things filled in, things added in. Uh, at launch, I think I think for the most part, we've seen it. I, i'll be curious to see what you guys get next week i honestly will but i'd be surprised if i'm surprised i guess
1: i would say oh there's gonna be something one thing
3: yeah if i had to take one thing and and i think fdef is it just like when they did the fleet carrier pricing in the alpha and it was way super high and they lowered it again and i, I said last week they could do the same thing with the matte grind for the suits and everything uh, what if When you guys get Odyssey next Wednesday or Thursday or whenever the servers come back up for you, for us, what if it's no longer a fade to black when you get out of your ship? What if now you walk up the ramp to get in?
1: Okay, uh, ship interiors, I guarantee, not really guarantee because I don't, whatever, but I guarantee you we get that in two years or less, but like not right away. The fade to black thing, that would be so awesome. There's going to be one surprise of some kind because Frontier loves to do that, but yeah.
5: Wolf, I'm gonna look ahead past launch, like, give it give it some time for, for everything to work its way out, then to, to bring stuff in. I want to see, and I'm gonna try and not do a spoiler alert on The Expanse, uh, Season 4, Episode 7, with the Barba Piccola and the Rocinante in orbit of that planet, and what needed to be done with the situation happening. How awesome would an EVA mission be to get that set up logistically and then help in that way? Dude, that's multiple steps, multiple
1: things you got to get right, and if you get it wrong, you lost. Jesus, you're setting yourself up for heartache with that. That is multiple levels. You're talking about tethering, EVA, railgun. There's so many things there. I I want all of that in two to three to five years, but like, ooh, that's a lot right now. I think uh, maybe the fact that they might lower the needs of fucking gathering materials or not do pooled materials for the Odyssey materials, like lower expectations, just a. It's gonna be great overall, but like you're saying, like, hey, everybody gets free coke and blowjobs on day one. Like that's setting expectations high. No, no, no. This high. isn't.
5: This is not a day one thing. Oh, okay, this is, okay, this okay. Day three thousand nine hundred and fifty three. Yes, yes, yes. Um, a, a, a one that they could do earlier. Um, we actually were having this discussion on Discord the other night. So we've got railguns, and you you watch in in one of the early episodes of The Expanse, what a railgun can do. Well, what if with your shields down, it did exactly that, and it just happened to go through the cargo hold, and you would
1: lose cargo? Ouch. But yeah, I dig it. Bolt!
4: Um, yeah, um, so I had... One of the things that have been talked about a lot with Odyssey is Guardian content. A lot of the storyline has been heading that way too and it is funny because I was thinking along these lines uh, who's the enemy like we don't hear much about Gar- um, Guardian sorry I said Guardian before the Thargoid content uh, I can't remember what I said uh, we've been hearing a lot of Thargoid stuff recently and I was thinking we don't hear a lot about Guardian okay we know the Lord. They- they've gone and all this but um, surely there's more to come and uh, as I was saw in the Twitch chat other people are thinking the same way as me there's there's Guardian structures you know and they- they've got things that we've mm. not explored yet um Maybe this could come with Odyssey launch.
1: They got, what do you guys think? They've got big-ass blast doors that look like if I could just cut a panel and then use my energy link to gas it up and zip open that door, maybe there's something in that room. And guess
4: what, Kai? What what items do we have access to now that Odyssey's released? <laughs> you know?
3: Hell yes.
4: We have things to, to cut doors open, don't we?
1: We do. We do. Exactly. Yes, do, yes, but I,
3: I don't think those types of storylines are going to be at launch I, I i i would be surprised if you got interesting on foot guardian things to do or on foot thargoid things to do before console of odyssey because if if for example i saw a lot of people in discord this week thinking that the this week's bug stories you know the the thargoids are attacking and it's pushing the the story towards something for Odyssey and I would be stunned if FDev were so shallow that they forced the story into a position where a portion of their community can't take place and can't play with it. So I I I really wouldn't think any of that kind of stuff would be around for at least six to nine months.
1: I think you're 100% right and 100% wrong at the same time. I think that the Thargoids attacking right now on the eve of Odyssey Drop is absolutely tied towards Thargoid FPS, absolutely tied towards uh, advancing the Thargoid storyline, absolutely tied towards all kinds of stuff. But you're absolutely right that it's, here's the teaser in three to six months when we have the console brethren with us and we're all together as one, we're going to march into the new thing. This This is, you know, like when there's a new teaser trailer for the mandalorian season three or whatever where they're like they show like 12 seconds of something bring up the logo and then you're like oh in six months my boner is gonna be so huge for this this is just the teaser and i think you're absolutely right that we're going to move forward together all as one on the reconciliation of the different platforms
4: isn't that the official Odyssey launch, though, when, when the consoles get it, to be honest? That's how I see it, anyway.
1: Yes, yes. Odyssey that's launches- That's what everybody says,
3: and, and I see why everybody says that, but that's not FF's stance.
1: Yeah, you're right, but honestly, for me, Odyssey launches when we're all together in it. Until then, this is testing period. This is, they can call it whatever they need. They got shareholders and whatever, and here's the thing. I, I feel like, to a certain extent, Frontier got, let's be honest, Frontier got fucked over by COVID, Frontier got fucked over by some, they, I think, so, like, like Elon Musk with different programs or whatever, they took big swings and I think they took, they somehow took a big miss, I don't know what it is, I'd probably, it's probably smart on them to never tell us whatever, it hurts my heart a little bit, I'd like to know, but whatever, I don't need to be that nosy, they took a big swing and a miss on something, I don't know what it was, but it was on something. I would, I would, I would, I would love to see, I would love to see them. Pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and march forward. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you took a loss somewhere. This is human nature. We all fail sometime. But I respect the fuck out of the guy that gets up, dusts himself off, and gets back to it. This is the time for them to do that. And you know how they could do it? Trick is, is they have. If
3: that's the case, then when it releases next week, to the point when it comes out in the fall for us on console, we better see some changes. If it releases next week and the same thing releases in 6 months. Then no, then that was not the case.
1: I believe I believe that we will see. I believe that what we see next week is going to be underwhelming. What we see in 6 to 9 months whatever on unified release of everything is going to be a vastly different product with all kinds of extra benefits to it that the PC players will enjoy and the console players will enjoy altogether. I really do. And we'll see. You're right. And the proof is going to be in the pudding. It's a matter of you can talk the talk, but you have to put out something. So we'll see what it is. Um, You know, and, and, and let's all hope for the best. And let's all remember the fact that this is a guy that's already changed the face of gaming twice that we've seen. And if I got to put my money on one guy to do it a third time, this is the guy I put my money on. All right the last thing there were leaks there were big leaks this week yada yada whatever uh obsidian ed talked about it exegius leaked names of stuff and all kinds of stuff so there are nine new engineers that are going to be out in odyssey they are domino green harrow ferrari judenavaro kit fowler ogden geiger tara velasquez uma laszlo wellington beck and Yard and Bond. I've known those names for months now, but I didn't say anything because we don't comment on leaks. When I get leaks that are out to me that are data mines or whatever, we don't comment on them. But when Exegis is putting out a video or Yamex is putting out a video or Obsidian is putting out a video and they're naming stuff, well now it's open fair. We can all talk about it. There's nine new. There's the nine new engineers that you're getting They're all going to be with gear, FPS gear. So they're going to be for your suits and your guns. They're not for your ships. They're not for your SRVs at this time. Some of them for sure are going to be in the bubble. I would think two to three of them are going to be in Colonia. We'll have to see how that plays out. There's definitely going to be reasons to go back and forth. What else was in that big, you know, leak video from this week? Well, they talked about... Thargoid FPS. I don't buy it. Not for six to nine months. I mean, yes, 100% I buy it that it's coming in the future, but not on May 19th. We'll see. Two new SRV types. We talked about it over a month ago in this show. It's actually three new SRV types, and I don't think that we're getting them for a couple of months. Probably not until after Odyssey releases on console, and even then, maybe a couple of months after, but whatever new damage types they're talking about like radiation damage we've already seen fire damage that's for sure a thing radiation damage and this damage and that damage okay we'll see it when we see it two new shapes types of ships the panther clipper and the mamba light spoiler alert i've known about these for months both of these panther light and uh sorry panther clipper and mamba light have been in the code base there have been references to them for years in the code of elite maybe they're coming maybe they're products that were discontinued or they decided against years ago these as far as it coming on Odyssey launch nope Uh, Art said flat out less than a month ago no new ships are planned at this time it would be beyond reckless for him to just boldface lie like that 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 would be a stupid thing to do I don't think that he did that new FPS Thargoid yes 100 i believe it about a year from now not right now new guardian stuff 100 i just told you my prediction is we're getting a new thargoid site or not new thargoid site we're getting a new guardian site with stuff we're getting a new um thargoid We're getting upgrades or updates to both of the types of sites. I don't think they're going to be massive. I don't think you're going to cut open a panel and get to a whole underground city and find all kinds of stuff. I think people need to chill out. I think we're going to get just a little teaser. You're going to cut open a panel and get to a room, and that room is going to give you a teaser of what's to come. Big stuff on that front. I think Frontier would be absolutely stupid and reckless to do until they reunify console players with the pc players i think we all need to enjoy that together if the story were to take massive left and right turns and go crazy crazy super on the fps odyssey side when so many of our players so many of our brothers and sisters are locked out of it that would be reckless i don't think they're going to do that i think they're going to tease it they're going to give us a little ooh, here's a little something something just to whet your appetite and when we're all together we'll really move with this forward for now we're getting pretty stuff to look at we're getting some other like we got enough to hold us over and the big stuff story-wise is going to come when we're all together um yeah all right does anybody have anything they want to hop in on on the the leak stuff real quick before we close this out anybody speak up now
3: good well i mean we've seen a lot of this leak stuff before we've had pictures of the on foot thargoids and things like that so years ago i believe they're coming but when they come who knows
1: all right i feel like we got that pretty much covered state of the game we told you we're going to do after probably have a state of the game next week and it'll be preliminary maybe we'll hold off for another week even after that just because first couple of days releasing stuff it's going to be buggy as hell because it's an mmo every mmo ever is buggy as hell as a hell if you think may 19th you're going to hop into the game and have a smooth experience and you're going to write a letter to your congressman if you don't spoiler alert you're bound to be fucking disappointed relax it's an mmo the first week is buggy as shit that's all always that way just live with it if you can't like go log into fucking mass effect and play it and have fun for a week and then come back to you know two three days after may 19th you should have a fairly stable ish experience but the next month and a half minimum of elite dangerous is going to be hot fixes and patches and whatever not because frontier is is incompetent not because they're lazy or stupid or evil or want to hurt your feelings but because mmos are hard this is is a thing that grown-ups should understand you can either get new shit and deal with the pain of the growing pains of implementing it or you cannot have new shit me personally i vote for new shit i'll deal with the growing pains i'm sorry you were gonna say tweak go ahead
3: no i was just gonna say i mean you're you're absolutely right in elite dangerous the number one rule of elite is don't fly without a rebuy but not too far behind that is don't play on patch day. That's That's been a long and steady rule, and this is the Goliath of all DLCs that's ever been created, period, in game history, really, uh, that's going to try to be put in with all these other interacting systems with the BGS and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, just just don't play on patch day. Don't be surprised when the server has some issues for a day or two or three. So,
1: it, we'll Back up your keybinds. We'll get it right. Back up your keybinds. Back up your everything. <laughs> Baltmeister.
4: Yeah, I totally agree. Like, how often do you see a game? It's pretty much changing genres here. It's not often this happened. You're going from a space-based uh, game to, to an FPS game. That's pretty much what we're going to here. If you're expecting this to be smooth, you're on the wrong bus or whatever your expression is where you're from. Um, honestly, give it time. I'm sure they're going to get it right eventually.
1: And you're expecting a major MMO launch in a time where everyone is working from home. That right there, I don't care if you're releasing Hello Kitty Island Adventure. It's going to be a shit show the first week expect it relax yes shit's gonna be weird yes all my ships are gone all my money's gone my character is deleted okay put in a ticket wait three days four days five days they'll fix it it'll everybody just chill deep breaths play some mass effect play some star citizen play some no man's sky play elite when you can know that the product you're gonna get on may 19th may frustrate you but the product you're gonna get may 25th is gonna be semi-decent and june july is going to be you know whoa, wow five six different fucking hot fixes and shit's running all right this is cool we're back to where we were and shit is prettier and the product you're going to get october november december come unification of all of the different platforms is going to have tons of different things that are fixed and better and is gonna dude you're not paying for the month you're not paying by month so yes it's human nature to be frustrated But let's all take a deep breath, let's be grown-ups, and let's, you know, keep calm and, what, carry on? That's what the British do, yeah? Let's do that. All right. it's time to say goodnight to the beautiful people. Wolf, say goodnight to the beautiful people.
5: I hope everybody had an amazing evening sitting around drinking with us and talking all things elite. Hell yeah. Tweaked.
3: I hope everybody did have a good time and maybe learned a few things or, or vented some frustrations. Don't get me wrong, guys. I love this game. I'm just in a weird place right now with not a lot to do for the next six months or so. But I'm excited to watch all you guys get it. I hope it works well, and I will be glued to the screens next week. With that, Shazhbog, Nanu Nanu. Ballmeister.
4: Good night, beautiful people. Also, beautiful people, say good night to the stream team here, Um, especially you guys in Europe and, and other time zones that are up late like myself. Um, It's awesome to see everyone here. It's a testament to the stream, as I was telling everyone earlier, uh, and to the work they do here. Uh, and good night, beautiful people.
1: And I'm going to say be excellent to each other. Donate to Operation Warbucks. Enjoy that this weekend. Tomorrow night, the cool shit is going to be going on. Have fun with it. Uh, And watch the doors and corners, kids. That's where they get you. And the special reserve place for the uh, uh, last word of the night tonight goes to Commander Roy Cookson. Say goodbye.
2: Well, it's going to be hard to wait until next Thursday. So in the meantime, I'll just say, tell Commander Shepard to meet me in the comm room for a debriefing
1: dude are you about to romance shepherd what all right good night everybody let's play some music and get the hell out of here
8: don't go changing to try and please me you've never let me down before oh no 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 i don't imagine you're too familiar and i don't see you anymore Oh, I would not leave you In times of trouble, no We never could have come this far oh oh, 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 I took the good times I'll take the bad times I'll take you just now where you are Oh, don't go Some new fashion The color of your hair always have my unspoken passion, though i might not seen again. Oh, I, I don't want to a conversation. No, I never want to work that out. Oh, oh, I just want someone that I can talk to. I want you to forever, yeah, this a promise forever, oh, 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 I could not love you any better. Oh, and that's how I promise from